Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Hey guys, this is Joshua Yale, IGN's comics editor and former Flame On podcaster. Here's wishing you a happy 50th episode. But I mean, really, how did you last this long? It's run by a control freak. One of you has a goddess complex. You let me have a secret identity. One of you has a sexual euphemism for a name. And one of you is on a podcast but doesn't talk. And now I've heard you've replaced me with a straight guy? You are lucky you have that bearskin rug keeping you all together. Y'all are a bunch of freaks. But I freaking love you. And I wish you 50 more flame ons and flame offs. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. When we live in our dreams. Everything is better when we stick together. Side by side, you and I. Welcome to a very special 50th episode of Flame On. I am Brian the Bear. I have here my cast of lovelies starting, let's see if I get it right, clockwise, I have Jeff. You know, mom doesn't like it when you call me a lovely. Our muscle pig, Eric. Hey. Really? Come on. Muscle pig. Squeal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Enjoy that, Pat. Man, oh, man Oral, our lovely, lovely, not lady, but lovely bitch. Oral. He tried to keep me down, like always. But I just I'm heard here. you're good down there. Dear that's God, all. I'm here. <laughs> I just, I just heard you're good on your knees. That's all. Oh. No? A lady does not get down on her knees. She steals one of those kneely things from a Catholic <laughs> church. Oh, oh. get the ones from the garden. I was gonna say the garden yeah. ones. Oh my they god, got the Christians. It's very comfortable. <laughs> Portable too, girl. Portable. Oh my god, my oh. phone's oh, going that's off. Nice. So unprofessional. I know, right? So this is a very vibrate. special episode. It is our fiftieth. Uh, we are celebrating that. Uh, we have been doing this for almost three years. We'll have done it for three years in April, but we have hit fifty episodes, which is quite a milestone. And, uh, feels like two to me. <laughs> <Shocking>. <laughs> so thanks for the two people that's still listening. <laughs> oh, 
And for um, some of us, it's felt like poor Misty Daisy oh, <laughs> in American oh, Horror Story. Just cutting that frog over and over again. Oh, just cutting that frog. I want to talk about that because that was amazing. Um, but let's, let's jump in. Let's just jump right in. We'll be a little, maybe a little reminiscing later. Um, movie news. There's been a lot of casting stuff yep. lately. And some of it's very controversial. Some of it's very, sure, that makes sense. Let's start with the most controversial one. Jesse Eisenberg. For those of you who don't know, sort of like Michael Sarah, but not. Mark Zuckerberg. Skinny Zucker- little Skinny, skinny, skinny. Skinny, possibly curly-haired, maybe bald later. Mark Zuckerberg Lex Luthor. Yes. Am and- I the only one that finds both Jesse Eisenberg and Michael Sarah attractive? No, they're cute, but they're mm. Lex Luthor? Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, I- I'll give you, but... Really? Michael Sarah? I actually, I think yeah. Michael Sarah more because he's got an like, awkward cute, but I, I have a thing for awkward cute. cute. Really? Yeah. That mm. mustache on Sarah that he seems to I be like wearing. I like kosher meats. I haven't seen the, <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I haven't seen, I'm more on um, Eisenberg. I'm more I on Eisenberg. I've seen uh, Sarah in a mustache. What's he in in a mustache? Uh, he was on SNL when uh, Jonah Hill hosted. Okay. They did uh, a weird parody of the movie Her. Oh. Where they, <laughs> they got a surrogate to come in and Ooh. Michael Sarah was, and he had a mustache. Um, and he's been in other movies where he has a, that, that mustache. It just, it always looks really pedophile Yeah, I can't imagine that. So, uh, he's the new, he's Lex Luthor. Jeremy Irons, a little less controversial, is yes. the new, uh, Alfred. Alfred. That's so awesome. That's awesome. I can just picture, like, Remains of the Day. Oh, no, wait, was he in that? He, he's in one of those British upstairs, downstairs movies as, like, a butler. And that's all I'm thinking when I think of Alfred. Oh, I know what movie you're talking uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's oh, what you're thinking oh he was the butler bad guy in that? Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's good. Um, who else we got? Uh, I didn't realize this about X-Men Days of Future Past. The guy from American Horror Story yep. is Quicksilver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he looked god-fucking-awful. We're going to see it anyway, girl. Oh, of course Did you are. see what Wanda looked like? A uh, little girl. She's a little girl in a pink... Sorry, girl. A foo dress. <laughs> totally. Well, you know. You know, I I don't Take really... the fact li- that you like him and you think he's adorable out of the equation. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that <laughs> he doesn't look awful. Like, his, his... I'm not a huge fan of any of these, like, character designs. Like, the costuming for this is just abysmal. And I know they're going for totalitarian, post-apocalyptic, right. like things have gone south. You know what it seems like they're going for? Is they're going for the Uncanny, or the X-Force reboot that happened uh, back with the original, like, Wolf's Bane and the, the really bloody one that... Uh, uh, yeah, the yeah. Kyle Yost. The yeah, Kyle yeah. Yost, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the really black, you know, black leather and all. That's what it seems they're going right. for. Yeah, but the, the, the way I look at it is that I don't look at casting as the end-all, be-all, make-it-or-break-it. Because you never know until you see it. Absolutely. You never know. So that's why people, like, will come in the store and they'll get all up in arms. I'm like, you haven't seen the movie yet. I know, but this character, you haven't seen the movie yet. Well, Henry Cavill, I think some people freaked out about that. It's him as Superman. It's like, no, no, no. You have to see him. He's the man. He he was not the problem with that Man of Steel movie. Even if you liked it, there was, you know. And he was supposed to be originally with Brandon Ralph. I didn't realize that, that he had been up for that. I am so glad he didn't do that one. Well, yeah, yeah I know. it would have been a dead end for him. But the uh, Paul Bettany, is that how you say his name? Yeah. That, to me, he is being cast as the Vision. Makes sense. In Age of Ultron, the, the second Avengers movie. Makes so much sense, and it totally lends credence to the idea that Ultron is actually going to grow out of Tony Stark and the Iron Man stuff and all that. So, now, so okay, now does it, it's going to reflect the comic books because Ultron created Vision. 
So will Ultron create Vision to infiltrate and do all that, or this is so like, something separate now? He'll corrupt Jarvis. Wondering. He'll he'll take Jarvis and corrupt it and make it into like. Does this mean Tony will create a body for Jarvis and then Ultron will take that? Who's to say? We don't know. Yeah, it's very intriguing, and I'm kind of sad that it's not Agent Coulson from Shield because I kind of had that whole thing where he was going to be Vision. But as we've seen, and we'll talk about when we get to Shield, life body decoy. Well, something. <laughs> so, um, so have, those, they, have they pulled the trigger, trigger on that in Shield yet? Kind of. We'll, we'll talk okay. about that. Okay. Uh, hopefully, I'm not the only one watching Shield still. So yeah, those are the big casting things. And I mean, I'm just what what's sad and depressing is Days of Future Past. Is that this year? Yes. yes. Okay. And then we got uh, Captain America Two: Winter Soldier, which That's in every April freaking movie, every trailer they put out makes and the Super Bowl trailer is the last one I saw. It just gets me so excited about it, you know. I mean, oh, I can't wait. I didn't even, I wasn't even a big Falcon fan, but like seeing that is really cool. Falcon's seeing, costume looks great. I just hate Falcon. Well, well, Chris, it's not that red and white thing. He's actually yeah. he's not going to be talking to birds. It's, an actual it's more like the Ultimates version, right. yeah, which yeah. you know they do a lot. Let's talk about actual movies. This will be a very quick segment because right now we're in kind of the in-between uh, leading up to the Oscars. There's not a whole lot of exciting films. But one that I saw, and I think I'm the only one, is the Lego movie. Now I want to see it. I want you to see it so bad because did you ever play Legos at all or maybe? No, not yet, but I'm going to They called them Lincoln Logs ones. back then. Yes, and they oh. were actually whittled by Abraham Lincoln himself. <laughs> I actually had a whole set of Lincoln Logs, and I love that stuff. Yeah, making, making a fort was fantastic. It, the, I played with both, and I am—I will admit, yesterday I was assembling the Lego Tower of Orthanc from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so I kind of still like Legos. But what's funny about the Lego movie, and I'm not going to spoil it for you, Eric, because I actually really want you to have this experience. I want all of you to have this experience. The movie does such a good job of connecting all the really funny things about Legos and how adults still routinely play with them even though it says ages like six to twelve you know right um it, it it has so many cute little jokes about the instructions of legos uh people who take legos and they glue it all together so that they will preserve them forever like that whole idea is part of the movie um well you know the lego video games have really helped to expand the idea of legos beyond the people that would play with them as kids sure because they're very accessible games. But I will say, tell you this, because I've played the games and I've, I've watched even a couple of the little short movies they made. Mm-hmm. This is a next. This is the next level. This is the Wreck It Ralph of Legos. It has very much that, and in fact, I used to even go beyond that because it's got a sense of humor that's almost subversive and weird. It's like Adventure Time. It's got just random crazy jokes that you don't expect from a kids movie basically it's for the hipsters kind of not that's what it's like it's a pixar film they they worked well it's not made by pixar by warner brothers but it's like they worked as an adult film and as as their kids both will appreciate it so if you have a chance please go see it uh music by mark mothersbaugh there's a song in there that will not leave your head for at least two hours after you leave the film was that the same person who did the soundtrack the regrets yes and he's a devo i got that yeah from devo he is um, I got one of Brian's obscure esoteric <laughs> music things. Yeah. Well, I threw that in there for Cap because I know Cap from Nerdy Show is a big Mark Mothers Bond Devo. Uh, he, he's a big Devo fan, but you know he he's actually talked to a couple of them, and um, he he shows up every random weird place and does kind of crazy music. Uh, a lot of the Wes Anderson films will do the music for. Mm. So anyway, oh, Lego oh, movies. Um, yes. Before we switch off of Legos, uh-huh. I saw this really cool article that. Um, People are trying to start a petition 
to get Lego to do the X Mansion, the oh traditional God. X Mansion. Oh, I saw the picture. That yeah, was so and I saw awesome. all of like the little Edie, the little Quentin Choir, the little Brew, <laughs> like the uh, the Solarium. Apparently, where Storm and Nightcrawler get on that one time and cement their love for each other. <laughs> Surprise! Um, I know, but right? it was it was really cool. Callback. That was cute. Okay. Well, they're doing a lot recently. They're doing a Ghostbusters set mm-hmm. for our friends that do the Ghostbusters show. Uh, over on our on our on our sister parent network nerdy show, um, the Ghostbusters RPG. Um, what else? Uh, they're doing a um, Simpsons. Have you seen oh, the yeah, Simpsons that's house? Right. No. The Simpsons house is amazing. It's going to be like two hundred dollars, but it has every of all the major of the family, and I think uh, Flanders, and it has the car. How much did the Tower it, of War thing cost? It was about two hundred. There you go. They- so so a lot of these sets. <laughs> I will admit, I have a couple of those, but my friends at work are crazier. They have, like, the giant Death Star, the giant Star Destroyer that's, like, $500 and a million pieces. Now, do they come assembly already? No. You know, oh, hell no. For $200, I want you to just hand me the thing done. <laughs> See, that's the fun of Legos, is putting them together and not just putting them together, breaking them apart, and then reassembling something new. And that's another thing the movie really captures really well. So, please, go take your children, or just go yourself to see this movie. It's amazing. Um, now I have not had the pleasure of seeing the, uh, oh, the saving Mr. Banks. Yes. But I really want to, I caught it, you know, I, I just went going to the movies and seeing it and it was really, really good. It was very emotional finding about this whole, the, this woman who wrote the books and how much it was really tied into her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Mary Poppins. Yeah. This is her Tavares. Travis. It was beautifully, I mean, Emma Thompson was fantastic and what's it? Tom Hanks did a great job as, uh, Walt Disney. And Walt Disney, to get her to finally sell the rights over, like, he really had to open up about his private life, what he went through, and how he still loves his father. It's the whole thing about her father thing. And it was it was beautifully done. I cried. Aww. I cried. I hate going to the movies and crying. I don't see why I should. <laughs> well, what's funny but to I me did. about that story is it's it, Travers, I think it's P.L. Travers, she's notorious for hating every minute of the process of adapting film and actually in real life afterwards hated the film would not let them do any other because there's other stories right in that that, yeah she did there's like three or four different ones and it's funny they show at the end of the movie after like the main credits with emma thompson Uh it went into an actual recording because she recorded every every meeting they had yeah oh and they're brutal actual recording of her and walt disney yeah, oh my Uber God, bitch. Horrible. And horrible. these these little uh the Sherman brothers are the composers. Yes. And then I forgot the other people involved. But basically, like they're just trying their best to honor her story and make it interesting, make it a Disney musical or a Disney product. And she is just fighting them every step along the way, rude to them. It's 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 brutal. It is. It was. It was. But it was really, really good. I didn't now, think I would enjoy it. But I did, did you notice? And this is a very local thing, but forgive me. Did you notice anything set in Orlando or shot in Orlando? Because supposedly they did shoot some of the stuff in and around Orlando. It really felt that it was all in uh, California. Okay, so they maybe they did shoot in like Disney World for Disneyland or something. Right. But, well, it did feel like uh, there was a part that looked like Main Street, but I don't. I've never been to Main Street in, in uh, LA. LA, yeah. so it could be the same thing. Yeah. But it has like one of the windows has his father's name. Oh. And every time, supposedly every time he walked in there, he always looked up and smiled at it and just did nod to his father. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, it was nice. It well, was that's nice. neat. Yeah, I really like that before the Oscars, although I don't think it got think too it got many nominations. No, it didn't. It wasn't no. available on screener. Oh. Was that right? Yeah, all the movies I got nominated are up for. Oh, you meant like, oh. What? This thing called the internet? Yeah. So uh, let's move on to some TV. We've had a lot of shows coming and going. Let's talk about the one that went first. 
American Horror Story. <sighs> an emptiness. Just an emptiness. Can I just say, like every other gay man out there, uh, uh, Neil, Neil Gaiman? I'm, I'm going to screw it up. No, not Gaiman. No. A gay man. Oh. Balenciaga. Balenciaga. I freak. I had to look that up, too, by the way. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. What? I what is the point of me being your friend if you never understood I'm feeling really Balenciaga today? Have you said that? You've yes. said that. I've said it. I've, I've said known it you how many years. I've never heard you, you say that. You just said it, yes. But I no, never, that was okay. the first okay. time. I can, no, no, no. I can tell you exactly when I said it the first time around you. <laughs> I was wearing my infamous yellow and white striped hoodie or i might have been wearing my um one of my favorite sweaters and i bought these new really big earrings and they have they're black and white and they're they're girls earrings they're almost chandeliers but they're they're medallion size and they have anchors on it i'm just like i'm feeling very balenciaga today i had never heard you say that but i believe you said you have said it but let's talk about what that's from so again like every other gay man out there my favorite character i think throughout the whole thing is myrtle snow she just is so outlandish, such a gay man from the sort of fashion and kind of being a sort of a, I don't know, a lover of fine things and obscurity. The first one to bring a fondue part, uh, pot to table is <laughs> like, oh, we're going to try yes. something new. It's all the rage yes. overseas. And it's like, what is this? It's called fondue. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she played a theremin in one of the episodes made me laugh and laugh. Because, you know, I'm an electronic musician guy. Yeah. I love that stuff. And it, that they didn't even, like, show it at first. You just heard it. Mm. And you're like, well, that's an odd. What the hell play? It's like kind of like that spooky, you know, music. And so it's like, well, is that in the soundtrack? And then you look over and she's playing the damn thing. Like... Anyway, and she has a fabulous ending. I mean, mm. she really dies a hero's death. I, I mean, we're spoiling stuff, by the way. I probably should have prefaced this. I'm bad about well, I this. Well, it's but... been two weeks? Yeah, but you know, people get all sad and upset. And they're like, oh, I'm waiting to see it. Well, no, we haven't said anything except that, you know, she Everybody. died. But the yeah, internet, sure. like, oh, yeah, exploded. Yeah. Well, so. good God, everywhere on Facebook, like, the next day, you'd see pictures of her meeting her end. But I read a very long article on, on BuzzFeed about things that they thought about the finale for American Horror Story, and I hadn't even watched the show when I read this article. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it was very critical, I think, if it's the same one yeah, I'm thinking of. Uh, this is the problem with the show. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But it takes these, like, turns and twists and things and drops things completely cold. Like, oh, um, the whole thing with the main character, not the main character, but the little girl... I can't think of her name, but she's the one that had sex with people and they died. Zoe. 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 I love her. Like, that whole idea just dropped on the floor way back in episode two, um, maybe three. I mean... And they referred it one time after that, and that was it. But, like, I guess... But that's why she's sleeping with Kyle. With Kyle... So he's already dead. To, yeah. <laughs> but he's not, because everybody else that was brought back is, like, alive, really. So that was weird. I never understood that. But um, did you guys feel pretty satisfied with the ending? I mean... I did. I did. I, I didn't see it coming with uh, Fiona at the end. Yeah, I thought they had written her off. Yeah, I, th- I was like, wow, that was just like, Because the, <laughs> the, the penultimate, penultimate episode, they basically wrote off Fiona, uh, Kathy Bates' character, and uh, Marie Laveau. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they show their afterlife, basically. They're all dead because Papa, Papa Negba. Papa Legba. Papa, yeah, he shows, I mean, he's basically the devil. Uh, in this and uh, in voodoo culture, and he's like they're kind of watching their afterlife, so you know it's done, you know they're dead. But it turns out, oh, I'm sorry, not Fiona. Fiona, they just showed the um, 
the boyfriend. Yeah, who I actually really like the sax axe the killer. Axe man. Yeah, the axe man. I kind of like that, and I just love his like gravelly, smoky. Hey, babe. I just like that voice is really awesome to me. But I felt like his character was really just he was a serial killer, and then suddenly he wasn't. You know, like he was still a killer. He would still kill, but that compulsion he had just like went away. I guess. He was in love. Yeah, I it guess. Was all about her, he was obsessed with her. But they didn't. I guess to me, it didn't make that point. But he, yeah, he was obsessed with her. Um, but then when Fiona shows back up in that last episode, oh. just a shell of herself, and like again, Jessica Lang. I'm going to look like her. It's Jessica. <laughs> Jessica Lang is the actress, right? Yeah. yeah. She is just so good. Oh. I mean, she gets the best parts of the whole show. But I mean, she's just so good at what she does. I. I'm excited to see what they're going to do next season Which, with the three of them. Not, yes, they're all three, but it's not going to be a circus. We did find that out. Oh. He denied, uh, officially denied, and said something about Germany. So now the thing is it has something to do with Germany, possibly post-World War II. Maybe cabarets, maybe beginning of the Cold War, sort of, you know, East-West Germany or uh, East-West oh, Berlin. I they just did that Nazi thing in uh, season two. Well, I, I, it'll, I post, know, we'll it'll be post not. They won't be Nazi, but it'll be after. Anyway, well, and you say the three of them, so you mean who? Jessica Lang, Jessica Lang, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Bates, and Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. three, those three. Those three ones. are locked in. Yeah, are locked in for oh. another season. Wow. And this is uh, Jessica Lang's last season. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if the show really should go on without her, but if I'm they sure they may try one more season without her if they do well this year, uh, the next one. I mean, I I I watch the show mostly for what she brings to it. Right. But well, I, I do mean, like. A lot of the other characters, I mean, well, what's her name? Uh, Myrtle Snow. Um, I can't think of her name, but she's been in uh, Six Feet Under and How I Met Your Mother. She's all over the place. She's actually really good in pretty much all the roles she's been in. So She was in Catwoman with Halle Berry. Oh, that's right. She, <laughs> let me just okay, a- every role but that one. And, she, and she's been in multiple seasons of American Horror Story as well. She, she's been, all, she's of been in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them have been in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, well, I'm guessing Zachary Quinto wasn't in this one. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. Any other thoughts on it? I mean, it was fun. Um, I, the show was not perfect, but it was perfectly campy, which is why, mm-hmm. like, I didn't mind the dropped storylines. I didn't mind that the Seven Wonders got really rushed through because they, they really they introduced did. them all and explained them in the penultimate episode. Yeah. And then you just bam, bam, bam through the, through the actual trials. And then they do it again, and then you have your new Supreme. But you know, like, when I started watching the episode, and Stevie Nicks came back. Oh. And we get the music video. Oh, I love and that. And I'm just like, this is great. Like, you know exactly what type of show this is. And it was just, you know what? Yes, and she's actually talking to them. So it's not like something that she's doing that's outside of like it's not meta she's actually there while they're practicing the spells and she's like hey you know i'm gonna sing this song (laughs) one of you probably all of you are going to die (laughs) which that's later girls that's kind of like so so some of the seven wonders if you failed at you wouldn't have died like if you failed at pulling the object i don't remember all the word all the names but like certain ones you wouldn't die you think they would do those first Maybe get those out of the way. So that way, if you couldn't do something, you wouldn't go on to one that kills you. That's just... Well, they did, didn't they? They started with yeah, the, they the started, telekinesis, yeah. telepathy. Bringing people back from the dead. That was the one they did the, like very late. And right. I know they had to for some of the story reasons. But like, wouldn't you try that maybe early on before you go to hell? 
Like well, that's no. one of the wonders well, see, going no, to hell. I could see for that one bringing back the dead because of how all the trials were going that they may have to bring they have the people bring. back, which that's a whole thing too. Right. Mm. Now I know we're all sad that our young little Stevie Nicks protege, she is cutting that frog. <laughs> the, the thing is, is oh that gosh. she, it, I was always taught if you don't have a good feeling about something, you need to follow your instincts. And she was a creature of instinct. Yes. She didn't have the tenacity. She didn't like, and she wasn't stupid. I'm not saying that, but she went against her better judgment. Yes. And it, it ended her. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. That's the only thing that would have saved her. Yeah. And it was just so sad though, because I mean, basically she was stuck in hell and the hell was cutting a frog. The frog, she resurrects the frog. And then the, the teacher, it's like a biology class, makes her cut the frog open again. And then it's a loop and she's stuck and she can't get out of it's it. It's a horror. It's, it's, it's something horrible happened to a good person. Yeah. And it, it kills. Her. I mean, you, you don't come back. You're, you go to ash. It's like you're a vampire and you're being staked. Yeah. So, but, oh, so good. Let's uh, move along. Yes. Uh, now I am watching Sherlock and I have actually seen the first two. I've only seen the first. So okay. it's, it's, that's fine. Uh, second one, I won't, there's nothing really to spoil. It's, more character stuff, actually, a lot more character it's stuff. It's the wedding. Yes, yeah, the yeah, it's the wedding. Jeff, have you watched? I've it? seen the whole season. Okay. I haven't. I, haven't. I will say this: <laughs> it feels very. Let's Eric, spoil some stuff. No, Eric, do you watch Sherlock? Okay, uh, this is the one on BBC and now on PBS. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, marvelous. Uh, Martin, Martin Freeman, Freeman freaking marvelous. Uh, the girl who's at, I don't remember Martin her name. Freeman's real life companion partner. No, is it really? Yep. Well, she's fantastic too. Playing uh, Mar- Mary? Mary, yeah. Mary Watson. So, I just, I'm a big fan of the books. I don't always know when they're referencing things from the books. I know some of the big ones they've done that I, I recognize. Like the first two seasons, they had a lot of that. But in this one, it's very, um, the first one sort of its own case. And basically, how do we bring Sherlock back from the dead? And how do we deal with all that? Which was pretty good. Second one was the marriage. And they have like little... I'll just spoil this. They have little small cases throughout, like a couple stories. Mm-hmm. That yeah, they the, deal the with. overarching story of the episode is Sherlock is giving the speech. Yeah, and he's talking about their case. But it's right. it's actually great for the characters because they have a really you feel like this is like just more time with these people as people, and then they okay. do the traditional Sherlock stuff too. But I just really at first I was kind of the whole narrative structure is just very odd because it's like flashback, jump around. And some of the video editing was a little crazy severe, which it can be in that show. But overall, like just being with those characters and seeing their friendships develop, and especially the connection now to Mary, like that's really cool. And I like that they're giving us time to live there. Unlike the first two seasons where it's just jumping around doing crazy stuff. I can say, like, on in the in a very generic, very you know, not revealing anything for the whole season couple of takeaways one they really emphasize that sherlock in this whole him going away and coming back he's really gained an appreciation for what his friendship with watson is yes like that's one of the big things throughout the whole season i can see that from what i've seen and the other thing is this is a really funny season yeah even though it's not like it hasn't been funny before it's it's a lot more a little more lighthearted than some of the dark the Moriarty stuff in the second season, especially just, oh, so dark. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm excited about watching the last one. I did hear an article, I think, today, Stephen Moffat talking about Doctor Who and Sherlock. And he sounds like he wants to stay on Sherlock for a long time. Like, he could keep doing these every year or two. Mm-hmm. Because it's he's like, it's such a small production run. And we do them once a year. 
So really, it's just a matter of carving out, you know, a couple months, maybe a month or whatever of your time. Yeah. And then you can go on and do other projects. Whereas with like Doctor Who, you're stuck in Doctor Who mode for so long. I know they've already uh, talked about the fourth, the fourth series, and then possibly the fifth. Yeah. But it's everybody on the cast, the main cast, has the same opinion that they they as, love doing it. As long as they can fit in their schedule, they'll come back. Yeah. They'll keep doing them. So I'm excited, and Sherlock, you know, oh, so fun. So, um, Shield. Am I the only one watching? Shield? Yep. Yep. Yes. Wow. Right, now, does anyone care? I, I'm looking at nope. you. Nope. Basically, uh, Shield is getting better. I will say this, and I believe everybody's been saying that since episode one. No, 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 no. no. I have it's not said it since episode one. It's got a lot of ground one. to cover, but it's Before getting better. Before they went on their mid-season break, it was rough. It has only gotten better, in my opinion, in the last two or three episodes because it has now developed an arc. And this is the thing from the beginning that I just did not understand. They made it so episodic that it felt like it was just like an 80s action show, like from the 18 era. I mean, everyone's its own standalone thing. They're, they're, they're sort of little parts. Yes, Airwolf, (laughs) which which I love dearly. I love Airwolf, although I watch it now, it'd probably be terrible. But no, it's finally developing that arc. They've had major cameos, of course. Uh, you've probably read they had Stan Lee on recently, which was a whatever joke thing. Um, but in that episode, they also introduced Deathlock, of all things, which is kind of an odd thing to, and it's not, you know, it's not robot cyborg from the future comes back to, it, they're not doing that at all. Is, is, is Roxon at least in charge of making him? No, the I don't shit? think so. I think it's another company like Cyberdyne or not Cyberdyne. It's something, something weird. But they are exploring the Coulson. They've, they've revealed what happened to Coulson. He uh, died. He was, yeah. And he was brought back. By That's what? It. They did not say exactly what, but there's one shot of him with his like skull cap open and a machine like rewiring his brain to keep him alive and to Basically, because I guess at some point he wants to die, he's in so much pain or whatever, taking that emotion away and then keeping him alive and making him back to the old Coulson. So they haven't shown any more than that. So there's still a little bit of mystery and it maybe it's life model. Who knows whatever else it is. But basically they've touched on that idea and it's made Coulson into a less, you know how before in the movies he was just so anything for S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, gung-ho, we need to do this. He's a lot more circumspect now, and he does not trust S.H.I.E.L.D. as much. So they're playing off now, which I think leads into the Captain America stuff. S.H.I.E.L.D. may not be all this great good stuff that it says it is. It's never been that well, way. Right, but they're 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 showing that hand more now. Hmm. And they have Maria Hill, or no, well, Maria Hill's in the first one. They have Victoria Hand in it. She's been in a couple episodes, and you don't quite know what her deal is. Does you she know? have the purple streak? Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I think the the major issue that I had with Shield is that it relied on maybe this week, maybe <laughs> next week, maybe last week and you just missed it and I'm just like that's not good storytelling. Like yes you want to be like dynamic and bombastic at times, but you can't dangle a carrot in the ground, you know, for like two three miles before you realize it's just a dirty carrot i don't want it they did and they hurt their credibility but i'm telling you even if you were to go back and like start after the mid-season break they have like a cliffhanger you could start there and you'd actually be it's a good story so far it's 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 a lot stronger anyway i had a customer at work they would like well how come you don't watch it i said because it's not the marvel universe for me and he like threw this big fit that why does everybody keep saying that i'm like 
because they're part of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know, he got well, so upset. They're, I'm like, they're integrating. They, I mean, they're doing little bits. They had a little Thor tie-in. They're having Lady Sif show up. I feel like the second movie is going to at least in some way tie-in, even if it's through the show. Because that's the thing. The movies aren't going to tie into the show. The show is going to have to tie into the movies. Right. That's how it's going to be. Maybe when Avengers 2 comes around, you might have a little more union because it's Whedon and his his minions, you know, his brother and all that. But I just, you know, they're going to still be separate. And then maybe with the Netflix series, they can play off a little bit more, too. You Was know? the Sif episode good? I haven't seen it yet. That's coming okay. up. And, you know, they're taking these big breaks. It's not, there's not another one. It's like March. Well, you know, the Olympics. That's true. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I was. And that, I mean, I was, I was really, it was painful. Uh, has anybody watched Black Sails? What's that? Hello. It's the pirate show tied into what? Treasure Island? Yeah. Uh, it's on stars. It replaced, uh, what did it Spartacus. replace? Spartacus. No, uh, Da Vinci. Da Vinci's Demons replaced Spartacus. Oh, okay. Well, that's coming and this back is, too. And Da Vinci's Demons coming back. Uh, Black Sails is just, it's, it's produced by Michael Bay. Um, it's got, uh, the characters from Treasure Island, like Captain Flint and Long John Silver, but it's, it's like Treasure Island Begins. So it's all of them before they're, where they're at in the book. Um, but it's really good. It's, it's, it's having that problem that a lot of these shows do. Uh, it's on a budget. So it's this big pirate epic, mm. but they can't exactly always do big boats. In a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're at Nassau in the Bahamas a lot. They're on oh, land yeah. a lot. They have lots of, you hear explosions outside, but they're all in their cabins. Or they, they cut to the, the coast and you see all the ships out in the bay. Like, <laughs> all right. Next episode, we're setting sail. Now, what's important to us, I think, is, how much man candy is there? Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. Like, not Spartacus level. No, I wouldn't um, mind Spartacus well, level. I'm just assuming there's not, it's not, that was, it's not Spartacus extreme. level. It's also not as like over the top 300 style in the action. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, there's in the first episode, boom, lesbian relationship. They haven't had a gay relationship on the show yet. See, that, that does not appeal to me. Well, but yeah, there's, you know, it's, the pirates just sunk our battleship. <laughs> oh! What a pun. Love it. Love it. So, uh, now this is a show I should probably have watched and I will admit I have not. Uh-oh. Seriously. Uh, that's the new, the new gay show. I'm, I haven't watched it either. What? Am I the, I know, okay, thank God I'm not the only one yet. watching so it. So this is called Looking. I think you've seen it yes, too, right? I've, I've actually, I'm all caught up. Um, I haven't seen the, three? I haven't seen episode three yet. I think they're on the fourth they're episode. They're on the fourth. It's now. about hipster gays. It's not about hipsters. They're not hipsters? No, I wouldn't call them hipsters. Um, It's about gay men in San Francisco. It's very modern. And it gives you this, it gives you the, you know, the artist, the, like, the muscle daddy who's about to, you know, with the, the porn stash, which is a, was kind of there for the end of the good times in San Francisco, (laughs) but was there for the bad times in San Francisco. And he's about to hit 40, and he's freaking out. He's kind of stuck in a rut in his life. Mm-hmm. He's living with a former girlfriend yeah, Ooh. who's become his BFF. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, the the everyman for the show, the, the, the moral compass, which gives you kind of like that Michael Novotny, um, queer as folk yes. type of feel, where yeah, he's... Yeah. He's a, a programmer. He's a level designer oh, for a video game company. That's cool. And his boss is Russell Tovey. Oh, is that where he fits in? Is he, yeah. or does he have an English or American accent? English. He's, yeah, oh, good. he's British. Okay. And he, like, oh, I love him. Yeah, I know, right? He's awesome. And, so, and they, they really pushed the, cause you know how they kind of like dowdy him down in all of the BBC series that we brought? Yeah. This is not that at all. Oh, good. He looks gorgeous. Oh, good. Um, 
Now, I heard Scott Bakula shows up. Scott Bakula does show up. In a bathhouse. Yes, he does. <laughs> well, you know, he was in uh, Behind the Candelabra, too. Uh, well, no, he was, you know. Yeah, he was. In the very beginning, he was Matt Damon's uh, boyfriend before Matt Get Damon out. goes off to... Start dating right. Michael Douglas. Yes, he was. Oh yes, my he was. God. That's yeah. what I actually right. need to watch. Girl tonight. gets around. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Behind the camera. Yeah. yeah. So we like it. It's you know what? It's, I like it. What do you think about it? And then I say what I think about it. I think because I also listened to the NPR uh, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, where they talked yeah. about the first few episodes, and the one thing they always talked about was like, oh, it's just it's dull and not enough happens. It's like yeah, but it's not like it's trying to be over the top. It's trying to do like a slice of life. Just just. What they're experiencing, what they're going through. Because, like, the first exactly. episode is uh, two of the characters have been living together, and then they move out because one of them moves in with his boyfriend. And the the one who's who's there by himself now is the everyman. And it's kind of like what he does now to find out what his identity is. Because they say in the first episode, well, this one guy who's played by Jonathan Groff is like, you don't, you know, you don't take chances. You don't do anything crazy. You don't, how do you know... Well, who you are? You're not. Yeah. You're not you living your have life. One boyfriend, right. And your entire so it's life. It's HBO or Showtime. It's HBO. HBO. It's everyone keeps calling it, it the gay equivalent of Girls, and it's but it's not, and it's not. And I watched. I watched a couple episodes of Girls, and it it was good. It just wasn't my thing, so I wasn't watching it. But it's you know, Jeff, you're right. It's very slice of life. So you like we've already gotten those sensational like queerest folk moments. Right. Over you've the top, ar- yeah. like you've already got that. Someone was putting like you know, and danger, like the wolf is around every corner. You don't get that sort of. It's not like what I told you about House of Boys, where everything is great, everything is fine, and then Ronald Reagan shows up, and you're like, this doesn't seem right, and then bam, AIDS, bam, AIDS, bam, death, bam, drugs. It's not really about that, and it's. I, I told my friend, I'm like, I watched the first episode and I feel like someone's strumming my pain with their fingers and singing my life with their words. Cause it's very, it's, it resonates with some people. It doesn't resonate with everyone. I don't think it's boring. I think it's really cool to see what these characters go through. That's what that show is about. And they eat and he actually eats. Like if you listen to, uh, Jonathan's, um, I listened to, um, not talking to the nation on point. Mm-hmm. I listened to On Point on NPR and he did a, um, an interview and he's like, you know, like you actually eat. He's like, I hate when you see actors like pushing things like food around on their plate, like they're eating. So you actually see him like consume food. I'm like, that's right. We can eat and look good. <laughs> see, but that's the trick is especially when you're shooting something like that, you better hope you get that on a couple of takes. He, sometimes he's like, I've eaten like that mac and cheese scene at the yeah. end of the second episode. It's like, what are you eating? Salad. A salad. A he's, he's just salad. eating forks of mac and cheese. Like if they had to do like more than five takes of that, he would be so sick of that shit. <laughs> oh. But it's cool. Give it a shot. I, I like it. I want to. I just I I did hear the complaints about it not being queer as folk and not being not being too exciting and dramatic and all well, that. You know, like, well, you don't. Not mean, every show has to be that. And I agree. It's more like girls. Girl, although girls See, can be a no. bit salacious too. I've watched all of the seasons of Girls. Yeah. The thing that I have a complaint about Girls is it's not slice of life. It's Lena Dunham's 
experiences. Okay. And it's Lena Dunham as the focus, well, and she is sometimes... She is sometimes, I mean, She's and it's, it's the way the character is designed. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, like, no. she is not meant to be the every person that you want to get behind. She is the one that everybody around her goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? Everybody <laughs> wanted a picture of this. He's clenching his fist and getting very angry. <laughs> very, very angry. The things that come out of her mouth, and I know it's intentional, and I know it's supposed to be comedic, but it's that, it's, it's, it's the Ricky Gervais awkward comedy yeah. taken to the next level where that if, if Ricky Gervais's character from The Office was the focus of the show. Uh-huh. And you have to listen to him say the most horrific things sometimes, but he's just so oblivious about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one last thing about looking. You know who's a writer on the show? No. Alan Heinberg. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. The, the writer, he, um, uh, Young Avengers. Yes, he wrote Young Avengers. Oh, wow. Sorry. That's just, and he's, right. he's done TV. He's done, yeah, other TV. He's done right. lots of TV. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, real quick, just, just because I know some of us are preacher fans, and by us, I don't mean me. Uh, Aww. did you see the deal? AMC is gonna be adapting it, and of all Seth people, Rogen. Seth Rogen. That surprised me. But I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be in it, cause I don't. No, it's what? produced by. Yeah. yeah. That makes it more exciting. Well. Him and his writing partner, uh, Evan Goldberg. Who I, did, uh, uh super bad. the bowl. Yeah. Did a few bonkers. Seriously, really. Yeah. Threw up some money. <laughs> but I mean, like, we're doing this, man. I just, we're doing I, this. I don't know how they're going to adapt Preacher. It's just, that's almost, to me, unadaptable. And it's also, it's it. AMC. Yeah. I mean, I know Breaking Bad and Walking Dead, they've really kind of pushed the envelope. Even, like, Mad Men has really shown some controversial stuff. But if you've read Preacher, that's shit you got to put on HBO. Yeah. Now, I was excited. I didn't realize this, but did you know Neil Gaiman's American Gods was actually dropped from HBO? Yes, it did. But um, his uh, some other production company just picked it up. And they're going to make Anansi Boys as a miniseries. Uh, BBC Ooh. show. You didn't I, like it? I didn't movies? actually care for Anansi It was Boys. not, to me, as good as American Gods, yeah. but I enjoyed it for what it was, and, and it wasn't American Gods. Now, I did just finish An Ocean at the End of the Lane. Was it good? Uh, very good. I know Nerdy Show is doing a book club thing on it coming up. So if you're interested in Neil Gaiman, watch for that uh, coming up. And I think I'm going to be on that. Um, but no, if you like if you like magic realism and sort of fairy tale stuff, the Ocean at the End of the Lane is phenomenal. It's really okay. short too. Cool. It's, it's a good read. Okay. I'm like halfway through Graveyard Book. I haven't finished that was that yet. fun too. But that's what you know, it's a kids' book. So let's get controversial. Um, I want to talk about this because I've had some friends that are. Very passionate about this issue. And I don't know if we are. As Everyone much. start sharpening your sabers. So, uh, uh, Olympics. Sochi. Sochi? I never say it right. So this 20... is you put on your yogurt? Yes. 2014 Olympics, the Winter Olympics in Russia. Mother uh, Russia. Of course, we know, we all know, we've talked about it. They have a horrible, horrible, horrible problem, uh, with being homophobes and, <laughs> legislating the abuse and uh, and suppression of gay men and women all under the guise of well we're just protecting the children cuz you know we're the world's worst yeah. propagandists yeah. there's a whole youtube channel based oh. on them beating the yeah. gays and putting them in dress. it's horrible it's really it really is horrible and i have very mixed feelings about the fact that i am a huge uh, fan of the olympics and well, i will well, admit eating his even filet, folks mm-hmm. <laughs> and enjoying ender's game <laughs> But really, you. even the Winter Olympics is like the, the red-headed stepchild of the Olympics. But I like those more than the Summer Olympics, and I like them so much that I will admit, and again, this is controversial, I am watching it. I am not going out and, like, trumpeting it and supporting it and being like, oh, my God. You know, I'm not going to Sochi to see it. In fact, a lot of people aren't going to Sochi this year to see the Olympics. Um, I just, I feel a little conflicted because I... 
it's a once in every four year thing. There are a lot of gay men and women who are involved in the Olympics who are doing their part, being in, on the teams and, and I feel like supporting them and, you know, watching them achieve greatness. I can't miss out on men's curling because if I do, I don't know what I'll do with myself. That's so important to my life. Okay. Quick poll. <laughs> who in here likes curling? I do. Okay. That's what I thought. I oh. like the lose. Ooh. Ooh. Did you see that one thing they had? I, I the, the naked, uh, uh, no, this wasn't on the actual, they did like a, one of the teams did some kind of like naked photo shoot. I'll, I'll send it to I'll you. I'll Google that one. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. So, I mean, and you know, the opening ceremony is gorgeous. Did anyone else watch opening? I watched bits and pieces of it. This is the first time I really not cared about yeah. the olympics like i've i've watched bits and pieces of like when i've been out and like in a bar and they, they have it on um i was very upset that i was missing like um ice dancing of course yeah while i was at work all day oh. and all my girlfriends were watching it and you know me i'm usually the first one to say rise up my brothers and sisters and fight back the male oppressors and patriarchs <laughs> But not um, when you're in their country. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so here's my thing. I, the Olympics has never really, it stands for, you know, unity and like the spirit of like togetherness and sportsmanship, but it's really like a multi-billion dollar business. Yeah. And if you don't look at it like that and know that at some level, money was probably exchanged, not to say that I'm a fatalist, but money was exchanged to go to Russia. Oh, Russia's yeah. not really on the top levels of, yeah, that's a, that seems like a really cool, stable place for us yep. to go. You're absolutely Especially right. with all of their, like, somewhat dubious ties to, you know, the Western world. Right. Not to say that I'm like that. Nice. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, the West is, it, it's a power, a power. I'm not a manifest destiny sort of person. I'm not. I don't really deal in expansion. I don't like interfering with other people's like sovereign nations and states unless like human rights violations have been uh, right. like have been occurring. What I'm saying though is that if you thought that any type of demonstration was going to affect the Olympics not happening, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All we can do is say, hey, we need to bring this to the forefront. We don't like what has happened. We can, you know, support our Russian brothers and sisters as best as possible and just keep the fight alive. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. I mean, like, I will post stuff about Sochi. I'll, or I'll post stuff about the suppression of, you know, these videos, these horrible videos. I'll post that, share that and get the word out. But at the same time, I'm also going to be proud of my Olympic, you know, representatives and the U.S. team and, Canadian curling team, which I like too. But yeah, like, and we're I'll not, be, I'll share that too. I'll be proud of that. You know, we're not the only country getting their digs in. I mean, you saw, I think Germany during the opening ceremony, complete rainbow, uh, costumes. I thought that the thing with that was they were actually, that's just their colors. Like, <laughs> that's just their colors. I know. I, Seriously? I, I really thought I read somewhere that no, that was just their thing. I don't know. There hasn't They're been very fashionable. The, the president of the Olympic Association, uh, Johann Bach or something, or John Bach or his last name's Bach. On a scale of one to ten, one being not so bad, you know what I mean? It 
could be worse. That was his response. It could be worse. Well, are we supposed to be in a country, yeah. do the Olympics in a country that has somewhat the same mentality as the rest of the well, world? They had not- it in Beijing. Do you not for a second think, and China has a horrendous, and you can talk about this, the, uh, what do you call it, human rights violation issue? Oh, d- uh, you know what? I'm, hold on. Cause you know, one day I hope to go back to Asia, so I'm gonna choose oh. my words very carefully. <laughs> Do you remember this, Mr. Fryer? <laughs> I, no, I, I, not to say I'm an authority, um, but I, by saying that, I'm saying I'm an authority. Don't worry, listeners, you are I get an Asian it. scholar. I try to be. You are. Um, China has its issues. <laughs> uh, China is also very beautiful. Sure. I have been, um, and the people are, are, very very welcoming and well no like when i was i would i would live in china in a heartbeat um the the thing about it is it's really difficult to say you know x is y and y is bad because we live in such a different culture um but like i said human rights violations i'm not I'm not sweeping those under the rug. Totalitarian, yeah. lots of corruption in government. Same kind of stuff you see in Russia. Yeah. But China, for the most part, is kind of working on it. Oh, no. They are. No, they, I would say they're ahead of Russia in the gay rights area. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, what I'm saying is, I guess, the Olympics has to go around the, uh, the world. It, it mm-hmm. has to, by definition. It can't always be in America as much as we'd they like. They always vote. I mean, it didn't they do. have to go there. No, like, they didn't have to go there. They chose there. it. That was, was back to the money exchanging hands yeah. But what thing. I was going to say about Bach um, is he did speak during the opening ceremony, and I was very happy to hear that he did make reference to inclusion, tolerance, diversity. He mentioned all of these things and saying we encourage world leaders to be open, to you know, be tolerant, and this is what the Olympics are about. Is bringing people together. So he put he, a blind item in his speech. I mean, he, but he, he <laughs> called them out too. Like, you know, it was a, it was a. Now, some countries may not be as inclusive as others. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this muff wearing country in particular, <laughs> where the borscht is just so delicious. Oh, I've never had borscht. I actually. It's very good. I, I'd like to find some Russian food just because I've never had it. But, um, oh, anyway. It's, it's awesome. I, uh, I'm very excited. I, 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 again, if you feel strongly about the Olympics and you feel strongly about boycotting them, you please, please do. I mean, that's your heart. You should go with it. I guess what I'm saying, it sounds like most of us feel here, you know, in this case, it's a more than that. And you can do both. You can protest. You can get the word out about terrible Russian uh, abuse of human rights and still support the Olympics, I think. So I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go USA. Anyway. Yeah, go USA. And, You've and got Polynesian sauce all over you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you like your milkshake from uh, Chick-fil-A? I have not been to Chick-fil-A in almost a year. Do you know that? Really you do know they've been oppressing us since the early 2000s. Well, I, <laughs> I started getting militant about it, I should say, about a year and a half ago. And I think I went once in that interim time, but I really have not been. In a long I'm time. teasing you. No, but I, I, I do love the Polynesian sauce. It's very true. Tastes like hate. It's so delicious. Anyway, um, let's move on to this. This is big news and we have to share this because this is a gay podcast. This is very important. The federal government of the United States is extending same sex marriage rights to every couple in all 50 states and the territories. 
Um, this only does affect things that they can recognize. And Eric, I don't know if you've read up on this at all yet, but no, this is huge. It circumvents states that do not recognize, like Florida. Girls, this means I'm married. It does <laughs> in some with the, ways. Yes. In any case where it's a federal benefit, like if either of you work for the federal government or if either of you are in the military, or there's all these little cases where now the federal government says you are married. We recognize those wow. rights. State rights, state-centric things are still the way they were. But the government recognizes the fact that I'm a married man. Yep. That just happened on Saturday. So I was very pleased and it was a very big announcement and it kind of got lost in all the noise of everything else because it's really big. In fact, I'm surprised conservatives heads aren't like exploding everywhere because it's like, <laughs> ah, states rights. But, um, anyway, so that's big news. You know, I randomly had a thought. I, when marriage equality happens across the board and, and, you know, no one has the ability to stop it and it just, the day number two, uh-huh. I really hope the space-time continuum doesn't rip because I, I'm just like, yeah, wow, you guys were totally right. Like, I am so sorry. Let me, I just, you know, it's not like I was getting married, but we didn't think it was going to be this bad. <laughs> oh. All right. Really, nothing will happen, but yeah. It'll be no. on to the next hot topic, whatever, whatever the next. Uh, thing that needs to be campaigned. Marrying for. your yeah. dog. Why do people want to marry your dog? Uh, crazy shit. Because you got a it's jar the... of peanut butter and you got a dog. You got a good time. <laughs> oh my god. We <laughs> that. Yes, just jumped that short. Anyway, let's play the video games real quick. Uh, I've never heard of any of these. Flappy Bird? Flappy Bird. I have Sounds not like a it. rapper. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> now, does any of us play it? Nope. No, what I is had, it? It's it's like a Mario sort of looking. Don't thing. even you dare compare like, it to that's Mario. That's the one that people keep hitting their phones. Yeah, it's, the it's a little bird and it's flying left to right, and there's a whole bunch of Mario pipes that are giving you this little gap of fla- uh, space to fly in between, yeah. and you got to tap it because the bird sucks because he doesn't fly; he flaps, so he just goes nah, nah, nah. and you got to aim him through the pipe structures, and it counts on the top of the screen every time you clear one set of pipes. So the the whole <laughs> Fucking point of the stupid game is to get the highest number of cleared pipes. It's about as that simple a game as you can imagine. It. And yet, uh, this guy is making what fifty thousand dollars a day. Ridiculous. And it's too much for him. Not anymore. Because not anymore. He's not. He took it down. He took it That's down. Ridiculous. And it, his Twitter feed was: I don't want this kind of publicity. I, I'm famous for all the wrong reasons. I'm the Alamore of video games. Oh, <laughs> so uh, if you haven't had a chance to experience that, well, good luck. You can probably find it somewhere. So what is Quiz Up, Jeff? Quiz Up is... It's terrible. I played it. <laughs> played it for two seconds. It is a trivia app. It uh, came out in November uh, for iOS only right now, but they swear they're working on the Android version. Damn it. Comes out this month, hopefully. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically... It's kind of like Song Pop and Movie Pop, but there's... All sorts of categories across the board, like anything you can think of, they've made a category. There's a button in the app where you can submit your own content and create your own category. Get out. Yes. It's like I Wikipedia. Doctor Who one? You could, if there's not one in there already. There's already one. There you go. Of course there is. Um, but you level up through each category and you get <laughs> cool names. I'm sorry, I just did that for Eric's reaction. That's all. Right out into space. I'm engaging. <laughs> Shut up, Brian! <laughs> go to your happy place. It's fun and best best of all, it's free. You don't well, spend. Who that's like a plus. Free. I like free. You don't spend. I like spend a dime. For free. 
I like Oral Fantasia. can't download it because, you know, his is from 1983. Oh. <laughs> it's iPhone negative one. <laughs> oh. I do have a beat up I'm iPhone. So There's no reason why I shouldn't have a new one. So I just haven't sorry. gone down to the store. I'm going to do a next pay cycle. Next yes. pay cycle. All right. All right. So, I want to be one less. <laughs> what, uh, now this would, this, this was very exciting for me and my brother. Uh, anybody else hear Moonbase Commander? <laughs> And no, it's not. What's that movie? That TV show with no, Matthew Lillard. No, it's no, it's that movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard. <laughs> they fight giant cats. Yes, they're finding the Thundercats in space yes. in these like beat up old ships. Oh. Like they look like. Well, that sounds terrible as well. <laughs> they look like the world's war. They look like the old Battlestar Galactica uh space ships. Like the old, oh, like the really, really the really sleek ones, but they look way shittier. Oh. See, but no, that's different. Oh, wait, yeah. I have not that's seen that. That's Wing Commander, yeah. and that's a horrible movie. But an amazing video game back in the day. But Moonbase Commander is this, like, what is it, two-dimensional sort of overhead? It's like the most basic real-time strategy thing you've ever seen, yeah. but it's great for multiplayer, like a little... Cause, and the, the thing we're talking about is it's now being released on Steam. Is It, it better be damn cheap. It's like six bucks. Yeah, that might be too much. But no, what yeah. is cool about Moonbase Commander, you know, unlike, have you guys, have you guys ever played like, um, uh, any of the art, uh, what is it? Civ, Civilization. Civilization, yes. Um, yes. Command, uh, Command and Conquer, a big one. Uh huh. You put all these units out, right? You throw them, but they go off and they do their own little thing and you can control them. Mm-hmm. The thing about Moonbase Commander is everything, except for a couple, are connected to your main hub. You have like a hive that you're building. So if the other team blows up a node that's like further back and all connected, they all go. And so what's fun about this game is it's great for a little, you know, pla- uh, resource management, you know, all this stuff. Well, the kicker is it's based. <laughs> okay, everybody, anybody play Worms or a game? Yeah, I know, I know Worms. Yeah. Well, so basically, the whole idea is you have to control the arc of your your shot oh, okay. and your power really cool behind. Kind of like Gunbound. Yes! Okay. Oh my god, you know Gunbound. Yeah, 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 okay. That's how you place units on this game. Ah, yes. uh, okay, and gotcha. So you, if you're really good, you, you throw, look, you look fascinated, <laughs> Eric. You throw you a nuke fascinated. just right, and you get really close to one of their hubs, and their whole base goes. It's amazing. It's, gotcha. There's a skill involved, and it's it's so basic and so crappy looking, because it, it, it came out in like 2006. Yeah. Oh, before that, I think. Oh, in 2002, 2002. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it's, it's, you could just spend hours playing against somebody else. And like, you, that, the, this game though, it's so basic. They haven't even released it, like, uh, have the ability to play over Wi-Fi. It's still only local area network compatible. Oh, Jesus. So, we can't, so oh. I could bring over my laptop and we could plug in our computer. Anyway, it's up on Steam for six bucks. Sounds like <laughs> you're getting a ripoff, but no. Um, I'll probably buy it because it's a fucking great game. Actually, I probably still have the damn well, excuse. The, the, the quick backstory, the reason why it just now came out is the guys who made the game lost the rights to it. Oh. And they just got it back this year. Me? Like they, they, so it was some lawsuit that finally went through. They just got the rights back. So the first thing they did was just put it up on Steam because well, they're trying to recoup some money so and they can improve they can it. They ex- can extend it, which would be amazing. Yeah. All right. Enough game talk. Let's move on to our favorite segment of the show, um, comics. Uh, before we do that, Uh-oh. I do want to mention that, again, I found our very first recording that we ever did. I called it a dress rehearsal. Uh-huh. And it is so old, we are talking about, uh, what did we say Fear it was? Fear itself. Fear itself. Fear itself, which, you know, not too many years ago, but three years ago. And uh, I'm going to be putting that up. If not in the feed, look for it on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Flame on show. 
It's like an Easter egg. It, it is. It's a, it's bonus content. It's, it's behind the scenes. And it really is. And it's funny because, I mean, it's, it, I actually listened to it a little bit. It's not unlike what we do now. It's not too rough, but there are some little parts that are kind of funny. Like Eric's moving his microphone all over the place. And so he comes in and out of, <laughs> I mean, little things like that amuse, you know, us, but, um, and of course we also have some other exciting content coming up. Mm-hmm. Such as drag is the new spandex. I know we keep talking about it. But we finally got our next guest lined up, mm-hmm. which is Divine Grace, and I'm super excited about that. We can announce Divine Grace. Woo! She is so excited. She really is excited. I'm super awesome. excited to have her and on the show. And I, what I don't realize about her is she has a big fan base. Like, I actually tried to friend her. We're friends. I mean, she goes to Stonewall all the time. We hang out. And I had her on Facebook and said, no, she's had a max, whatever, their limit on friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, what the heck? So she's got a following. And she's very vocal on Facebook. So if you have a chance, check her out and we'll be interviewing her. That'll be up after this in the feed. At some point. It should be I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to give you exact. Just think of it as like, oh, a little gift just popped into yeah. my like, RSS this morning. <laughs> um, now, Eric's got some exciting things. Oh, God. Yes. Well, as you all know, I'm sure by now that I do my uh, bathtub uh reviews i did bath time with eric and this year i'm going to megacon on saturday they're building me a bathtub and i'm gonna go around and interview people now i had the pleasure at heroes con kissing all writers and artists that i met quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And that was a lot of fun. So now I'm going to have them join me in the bathtub. <laughs> now, the whole main goal of this, I don't know how this is going to work out, but allegedly I'm going to shack up with one of them in a hotel bathroom. <laughs> Ooh. In a bathtub. And we're gonna, I'm going to interview them in a hotel bathtub. That is the main goal of this. Will it happen? We will always see. I'm really, I'm really excited for this. I cannot wait to see what comes of it. It's going to be up on the Facebook page. On Nerdy Show. Uh, you can go on Nerdy Show Live. Uh, yep. There's look a YouTube it up there, channel. Or I have my YouTube channel as Bath Time with Eric. Or if you wanted to on Facebook, the Flame On uh, Show. Uh, Flame On Show. Yep. You can look at it. We put it up on yeah, there it's, as well. It's all over Facebook. So if you... Now look. If I was just wind up with the bellboy, just don't tell my husband, please. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew out of both of our interview show, mine would be the most respectable one. <laughs> For now, you don't even have a date. I do. <laughs> so we have we have some really exciting content coming up. And uh, again, we always want you to write in. Please reach out to us because we have had some great emails. 
Write us a review on iTunes. That evidently matters quite a lot. I mean, do something. <laughs> Unlike <laughs> other gay shows who shall remain nameless, oh. we at least gave you 50 episodes. Ooh. 50! Ooh. I'm not, I'm not even gonna ask who you're calling out, but, uh, info. Cause I wanted them to do better. I needed them to do better. Mm. Uh, info at flameonshow.com at flameonpodcast. That's our weird one. That's our Twitter. Mm-hmm. We love being tweeted at. And, uh, pretty much all of us have at flameonshow.com emails. So Jeff, Eric, Oral, myself, Brian, Jared, and we even still have the question. If and you want to reach out to him. Who? Pat, of course. Pat. Oh my God. I'm going to be in trouble. Uh huh. Pat is. Sorry, our, Maddie. I had to call it out. You totally did. I'm so <laughs> glad you did too. He is our media correspondent. He is our. He's he our is, producer. He, he is. is our he edits the show. Producer. I don't give him nearly enough credit and I should. You don't give him any credit. <laughs> Damn. Ow. Oh, no, he, he hurt later, seriously, <laughs> if he had That'll not get edited out. That's taken fine. on what he has taken on, I don't know if I'd still be doing this. I just, it, he's been a godsend. So, all right, let's move on to comics. We have a lot. Oh my God. Marvel will not stop putting out new books. It is ridiculous. Oh my God. It's mm. exciting because I love most of what they're doing. But before we get to that, there is a little bit of news. One thing that's freaking huge. I'm kind of excited for it. The I'm kind of excited. The Jeff Johns John and Romita John Jr. Romita Jr. Yeah. doing oh. Superman. Oh, we're doing DC first? Well, well this is just news. news. General news. Okay. But we could do DC after this. Because I, I am actually, you know, we, we're down on DC a lot. They do stupid things. We're kind of annoyed at some, some of the stuff they do. But getting him, getting John Romita Jr., putting him on Superman... With Jeff Johns? I mean, they couldn't do any more. Well, it's, you know, Aaron said it best. It's like, you know, DC comes, okay, Jeff, you rebooted the DC universe, but our flagship book is like sucking ass. Yeah. (laughs) You have the worst writer on this book. Jeff Loeb. So Jeff Loeb, uh, Scott Lobdell, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Jeff Loeb was, yeah, Scott Lobdell. I always mix the two up. Yeah, now it's time. So so now Jeff Johns has, has to do something with it to make it. And action, I mean, I think Pack is doing great. Yeah, action, action is actually doing pretty well. The art's phenomenal and the story's interesting. But no, I'm so glad he's coming on. I, I it's funny. I talked to our friends, uh, comic book bears, and they actually, uh, one of them, Justin, I think, hates John Romita Jr.'s art style. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there with my mouth just aghast. But I can actually understand. Some people just, that's not their style. I, I'm right there. You see, I don't like the way he does the Avengers. Okay. Because the cheekbones on his women have got to go. Well. But I do like his Spider-Man. I like his kick-ass. And the picture they showed me of his Superman, it's, it, I love the costume. It's very armor. armor. It does look like it's supposed to look. Yeah. Not something that was painted on with some armor splotches. Yeah. There was a run John Romita Jr. did in the Spider-Man. Not like any in the Amazing. Uh, there was a 90s book, just Spider-Man. And it was him, and it was a crossover with him and Deathlock, and it had the Sinister Six. Oh, I remember that. That was a fantastic run. Yeah. And honestly, ever since he did The Avengers... Mm-hmm. Kickass was good. I did not enjoy the Avengers one bit. Just for what I've seen Ramita Jr. do before, you, you have a chance. And I know you haven't read it, Jeff, but I know some. I don't know if Captain America that he did with Remender. Yeah, no, I, I started know, reading it. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing about his art. I, there, there are things that he does where I'm just like, that looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like his backgrounds. I know he's not really known for his backgrounds, but some of his backgrounds. And Captain America mm-hmm. were fantastic. Those splash pages really get you. The problem becomes when everybody looks the fucking same. Yes. Like if you read his Eternals, uh, with yeah. Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah. 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 Eternals is a really cool story. The art yeah. didn't, it didn't work too yeah. well with it. 
and and that's the problem people sometimes he gets lazy and people look the same like if you read some of his stuff in cap i'm like kick ass kick girl motherfucker kick ass his dad like it's just it's I'm like, you, like, there's nothing that distinguishes them. Yeah. Well, and that's what works against them in the Avengers is there was so many people on the page at one given time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, aside from the costumes, they all have the exact same jawline, the exact same build, the exact same head shape. He's got a Kirby-esque thing in a lot of his style, but without Kirby's sense of detail. Because Kirby... I was going to say, or yeah. finesse. Finesse, yeah. Kirby... As amazing as he was, a lot of people don't like his style either because it's very blocky and but whatever. But he had a very distinct. But he did. He drew very distinct. Characters. You knew when it was Kirby. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very excited about yeah. that. Now, speaking of Spider-Man, of course, it's been building for a while. Yep. We finally have, you know, solicitations and all the stuff that are confirming that Peter Parker is coming back. Amazing Spider-Man. So what I'm wondering now, we've, we've seen even in the main book or a Superior Spider-Man, we've seen kind of the, the kernel that will grow into that. Will Peter Parker have his memories? It seems like no. Like, he will only have a few very key memories, and then the rest is, like, blank slate. So, what are they going to do? How are they going to explore that? Is that going to affect his relationships? What is he going to do with all the shit that Dr. Octopus has left him? I mean, he he doesn't have his job anymore. That's gone. He has an entire company, though. He has a company. He has all those resources, but now he's back to being an enemy of J. Jonah Jameson, which is kind of funny because that's usually the status quo anyway. Um, and he's pissed off his Aunt May a bit. Like, there's there's kind of a rift there, I think. So, And he's got a new girlfriend. The the what I forgot her name. but uh, Anna Maria. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what's Peter Parker going to do when he... <laughs> <laughs> Eric. Sorry. I'm sorry. When he gets into that situation. So, I'm very excited. I've really enjoyed what Dan Slott's done with this. I kind of hope they find a way to keep... The Doc Ock around. I'm really hoping they figure it because I think Doc Ock became more successful than I think than I think that anybody imagined. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, is that do we really need to have Doctor Octopus the villain around? I mean, as, right now, like he could just be dead for a couple of years, yeah. and we'd be fine with that. And they probably. I, I have a he feeling was. they're going to do that. But he, he was. He, he was off the table for a while. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I really enjoy that they're letting him rest. Like Hobgoblin, they're bringing back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're using it. Uh, Slot is using him in a really smart way. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Goblin, is it Norman? Is it, is it Harry? I don't know who it is. We're just, you know, we're well, getting they, that. They, he's making it seem like he's Norman. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, know, all of this, to me, is really fresh and exciting. It's like, I have consistently read Spider-Man. And I have a missing issue. Yeah. Like, when it comes out, I have to read it. If it's on the retailer site for Eric and I, I have to read it. It's like with Batman now. I never used to read Batman or Spider-Man consistently. Mm-hmm. And while I feel like, and we'll get to this when we get to, like, more DC-related stuff. While I do feel as if my favorite part of Zero Year is coming up with the Poison Ivy-like part, and it's gone all along, like, I'm still loving it. Yeah. And I think... Sometimes you just have to shake things up, and people bitch and people moan, but you you don't listen to them, yeah. and you just keep on trucking. Well, yeah, the- but I'm with Laurel. Like I, Amazing Spider-Man, I did the roller coaster. Jump on, jump off, jump on, jump off. Since Superior Number One, been reading straight through. Yeah, and me too. I mean, that's you know? the thing. I wasn't reading it before that, and now I am. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when uh, Batman was Dick Grayson. It, yeah. People loved it, and then they kind of said, "All right, well, we're going back to Bruce," which you knew, you know, it will eventually happen. Exactly. But uh, it's a very well known run. And I didn't think they gave that enough chance. 
Like, they gave it about the same amount of time. It's just that Marvel's been double shipping, so it feels No, no, I, I mean, Grayson. They didn't give that enough of a chance to kind of build. That's about like, a year. Die, but we'll talk about <gasps> that later. Well, so let's just jump into the books itself, because we kind of already have. Let's do DC, since we're kind of talking about... Well, we'll do right. both, but let's do DC, because I want right. to get DC out of the way. DC is the shorter one. Is whatever. Uh, they're going to kill him, you think? Well, no, I see. I think that it's they're going to kill... Dick Grayson, the name. Okay. And I think Bruce is going to send him a whole new identity. Interesting. Because I, I'm, I can't, I mean, they can't be that horrible. He, they just killed his son. Damian, yeah. And now they're going to kill right? his prodigals. I mean, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Don't do that to him. I, well, but you know, Didio's been very vocal about wanting to get rid of Dick Grayson. He wanted, well, Batman Rest in Peace, uh, it was supposed to be the death of Dick Grayson. It wasn't supposed to be Bruce Wayne. Oh, really? That RIP, but then, they figured nobody gave a shit. So. <laughs> but Morrison, oh, okay, I, I don't know. I, 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 Morrison did a line and said, no, let's kill Bruce. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see them kill Dick Grayson. I actually really like Dick Grayson, but obviously we have too many Robins. And even though he's not a Robin, he's a Nightwing, I think it is time to do something different with him. And what I was reading today is uh, Parker. No, what's, what's the chick's name in the Scott Snyder stuff? Who might be, uh, Harper. Harper. Harper Row. She might be the new Nightwing or something. Well, if you look at the Happy Thanksgiving thing picture, uh-huh. Dick Grayson's He's not, not in there. that picture, but it's that blonde girl. It's yeah. Harper in the picture. Yeah. So, so that's what people are speculating. I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying Batman, like you were saying. It's, yeah. It's, it's good. It's been fun. It is phenomenal. It is a little uneven in the sense that I don't always know. It feels like it's more than monthly, even though it probably is monthly. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a bit of a, oh my God, it's been how long we've been in this year zero thing, but it's still so good that even when it's, you know, even when I miss it, it's still, you know, yeah, I still enjoy it. So, um, I have not been reading any of the other bat titles. I know they're doing the Batman. They're doing Gothtopia, which Gothtopia. is really, I've skimmed through it. Uh-huh. It's just a really weird story and I, I want to read it at once. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to piecemeal, because right. I'm not digging it piecemeal. I would agree that it seems more appropriate. Um, and they they really need to decide who they're going to choose for their next Robin, or at least tell us, because this Batman Two Face, which then goes to Batman Aquaman, which then goes to Batman Wonder Woman. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh Bat- my God. And no, but see, the Wonder Woman thing. If you read the thing with Batman Wonder Woman, he goes to uh, Themyscira for something with Damien, and he goes up against him and Wonder Woman fight. But, and I'm like, I bet he's going to Hades to oh, try to pull oh, his soul out. I was going to say, D- Damien's dead. Damien's dead? No, for something about Damien. Oh, about Damien. Well, see, this is the thing. Tomasi, who's still writing that, I don't think he can let go of Damien. Everything he's done since they killed off Damien in another book, in Batman Incorporated, has been about Damien and trying to find ways to get Damien back. And even the annual they just put out is a Damien story from way back, or from, you know, however long ago. So, like, they just, he just won't let him go. Morrison needs to come back. It's like, uh, no, I think you missed the point it's, of what I did. I yeah. killed him. I mean, he I think did. Damien was an amazing character, and I'm very happy that it exists, and I'm excited about the upcoming animated uh, thing. And, and I meant to talk about the Justice oh, League War thing, oh, but oh, uh, oh, um, we can talk about that in a future episode when everybody's seen it. It, you know, I'm excited about that story, and it was really good at the time I read it. But you know, they do need to pick a new Robin. That's what I'm getting. Yes, I agree. So. Uh, we didn't, we kind of touched around Forever Evil, but let's actually talk about Forever Evil. Um, I'm actually every issue, like, of the main book, Forever Evil, it's stronger and stronger to me, and I'm, I'm, it's growing on me or something. 
Hmm. I'm very excited about what they're doing with the Justice League. Bring Lex Luthor in. Luthor, Captain Cold. Yeah, that's like Sam taking place of soups. Yeah, which, Sinestro. Can we talk a little bit of rumor mill? I heard. Well, actually, Charles Soule. Yes. Was interviewed, and I didn't ask him this. He was at the comic shop the other day, as you know, you guys do have very famous uh, comic celebrities come through. Uh, and Charles Soule was extremely awesome. He's a great guy. Such a nice guy. He remembered me from kissing him. I thought that was fabulous. (laughs) Um, he was basically talking on one of the sites about Doomsday and how he's, they're going to write the Doomsday story like it hasn't already happened. So I guess they're going to be killing off Superman again. Well, because they know they're just starting in Superman Wonder Woman. They're introducing him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's a product of Zod now. Yeah. Not uh whatever the hell it was from Krypton. Now it's a pro- yeah. God created it. So I, I guess what do we I mean, if this is true, I and mean, he didn't confirm that it's a, they're gonna kill him. But I mean, do we want Well to he do also this? he he teased about and not Supergirl's not the only Kryptonian that's about to get the ring. Superman's about to get a ring. What? A red ring. Batman's gonna get a red ring. Are you serious? Yeah. So something there's something brewing. Oh. They're doing something big that, yeah, a lot more people are getting red rings because now the Red Lanterns are the police, uh, 2814. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to be more prominent in our oh. sector. So they still throw up that, blood? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they still can do that. They like still Supergirl can. right now is a Red Lantern and, right. you know, the Green Lantern saw her and she, they didn't know who she was because Supergirl, I guess, is still kind of hidden. Yeah. So she's throwing up on people and then she's shooting heat vision and like we never saw them shoot, uh, the acid out of their eyes before. And that's when Hal was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So they had a special <laughs> flip book issue of Green and Red Lantern, which is kind of funny because it's basically a little bit larger than a normal issue. It's 40 pages. Is it 40? But it's, and it's only 399 or 299. But it's both issues together. So yeah. that was kind of, that was kind of cool that they did that. I will say the only thing that's a little jarring is that when you read Green Lantern, it's not, it's not something that you can just jump into. Yeah. Um, because, one, she already has a red ring. Yep. yep. We don't know how. Yeah. Two, if you're not reading Red Lanterns, it comes in the middle of yes. what happened in the last issue and then continues, which is smart because yeah. people reading Red Lanterns deserve to have their storyline intact. I'm not. Right. And I was dropped in. And I was like, what the hell? First of all, what the hell's up with Guy Gardner's fucking porn stash? Second oh, of yeah. all, I mean, when you're in the red, why is he with, uh, what's her name? Ice? Toro. Ice. Yeah. yeah. He's been with her. Well, no, I know, but I, I didn't know that they were back to be. Baby, oh, come okay. back. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was a little, it was a little jarring, but like, I, you know, you can go with it. You can go with it. And it continues the story. So I'm, it, you know, it was actually a lot better than I thought. And not that I thought Charles Soule's stuff wasn't good, but I just didn't care about Red Lantern after Peter Milligan kind of wrote that into the ground for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, you know, I actually might pick it up because it was fun. I enjoyed it. Even if Guy Garden looks like a six seventies 70s era <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Um, so, um, his Swamp Thing is fantastic. Well, that I have read. And, uh, I think I told him that I got to talk to him, you know, whatever. And I was like, Oh my God, you're so amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, his Swamp Thing was what really turned me around. And then I'm going to get Superman, uh, Wonder Woman. Superman Wonder Woman is fantastic. Cause it, it really is the best bridge between the Wonder Woman world. We've talked about this. It touches on that, but it also keeps it into the other right. DC stuff, which Azarello is kind of just doing his own thing. Right. Don't so. touch my Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Nobody touch it. <laughs> um, but you, from, you've earned that. You've earned yeah. that. Um, gosh, that was all. Any other DC things? Um, I couldn't think of too many more. Justice League 27. 
which, which was the back. cyborg reboot. Yeah, oh, that was great good. issue. Yes, had me like hooked yes. from from the moment it started. You got to see the rest of the red room. Yep. And I'm just like, that is fucking amazing mm-hmm. in the corner. Yep, that's really badass. JLA can't be bothered. Nope, I'm oh, reading it. The and mind I'm just, who cares? Yep. <laughs> I actually was gonna tell you to kill it but it's gonna be over soon anyway right yeah. mm-hmm. they're killing it for justice league united yeah which i'm actually excited about. yeah i am too um good writer. but i mean that's it i mean aquaman is switching gears it's still Jeff not... parker yeah is good. telling a very different but yet it's got a real it's it's very tied to what came before yes. it right i'll tell you what that new issue newest issue the cover mm-hmm. looks amazing it's this tiny Aquaman yeah. up against this giant kaiju monster or whatever thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so DC's got a few good books. So now, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this in the TV side. I know nobody fucking watches Arrow. But I have to say, do you know Black Canary? I watch Canary? Arrow. Oh, you watch Arrow? Did yeah, watch I love Black Arrow. Episode? Oh, it was fantastic. Oh my God, Black Canary's a lesbian. Talia, Talia's oh, yeah. sister, Rachel Gould has a, uh, another daughter, and she comes, and they're lesbians. Wait a minute, which, which daughter? Is Not it his, Talia, the other which, one. Yeah, the, oh, oh um, the other sister starts with an N, doesn't it? Nisa. Yeah. Thank you. Nisa Algul. Is that a yep. real like yeah. from the yeah. books? They got and, uh, they got Katrina Law from uh, Spartacus to play her for the okay. episode, and she shows up, and they go, and all of a sudden they start making out. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming at all. So apparently you missed the end of the episode. When, when, oh no! Then she went with Oliver Queen. Of course she does. She's like, I'm but, home. But, nom 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 but nom. She's nom. A girl. You know, the girls, they flip the switches do. like I'm this. I'm sorry. Guys have they to be do. all so hard up about it. They don't want to flip switches. Or you got to get them drunk enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I believe uh, the term is a two-beer queer. Is that the term? That's the term. Yeah. Wow. You talk more than that. But... <laughs> I didn't know it was only two beers. <laughs> I, I think it's more than that. Two whiskey and gin. <laughs> the geeky thing. <laughs> two, two Parliament House cocktails, maybe. But... Um. So let's jump back to Marvel. Okay. Again, Marvel's thoroughly in the... All new, all now, Marvel new and Marvel now, all that crazy stuff they're doing, rebranding everything. Um, Punisher, I did not read this. So one. good. Mm, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. Did they ever address where, uh, Greg Rucka left Punisher when he wrapped up his stuff? Oh no, that's, um, he did this like little mini series and that finished up Punisher. Okay. But they left him like in a prison underwater. Did they ever address that? I think they did. Okay. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, they did. He came out of the closet with Wanda and uh, what's his name? No, don't get me started on that shit. Yeah. Thanks, Bendis. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because like I know, like right after that, he showed up on uh, Thunderbolts, and it was just like, yeah, no, Ooh, he's been Charles Soul book. He's been yeah. kill. This was this was when it was Daniel Way. Ooh. It was like, oh, he's been killing guys in New York, and that's all you need to know. Like, but he was stuck in a prison, and he was happy. So Edmondson's uh, Punisher is pretty good. Punisher is yes. very good. What very well is done. so amazing about this new incarnation? So it is not like with with Black Widow, and he's writing them both. Nathan and, Edmondson. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading. He's Black writing Black. them both, but they're very different books. You wouldn't say like if, but if you like one, you'll like the other. That's okay. why it's so interesting because he's not retelling the Punisher's a Punisher's origin story. Good. He's like. The Punisher has moved from New York to LA because he's tracking these, like, these, uh, drug lords, uh-huh. um, over the border from Mexico. It's just bouncing around and now they're centered in LA. With that, he's already set up a new infrastructure and it's just him kind of having these, like, human moments in this diner. 
And then from that going to this cold blooded, like, like angel of vengeance. Okay. And that's what's really cool about it is because he's making him as human as possible, uh-huh. but he's not making him soft. Gotcha. Um, not that soft is an issue, but he's showing the contrast. Exactly. Um, and then the issue number two, did you read it already? No. Issue number two, he pays, um, homage to another book. Oh. Um, and it, it works and I like it, but it's still very different from the issue that you see, like, the mirror take place. Okay. In. And now going on with the, the new number ones, but Edmondson, Black Widow, oh, I am I reading Black Widow. Phil Noto doing a art, always welcome. Mm. He's amazing. And I like it. It's very sparse. It's just it throwing you it's, in the story. It's very kind of related to the movie version where she's got, you know, blood on her scales and she has to make amends, but she's doing these jobs to go down that road. She's still killing people. She's still doing whatever. Something about a ledger. Yeah, yeah. Blood yeah, on yeah. the blood on the ledger, whatever. Yeah. So I like that they're tying that idea. So if you only know her from the movies, this will work really well. Mm. But it also acknowledges the character's history, which is she's been an assassin all her life. I I just love her. Yeah. I think it's a great book. It's it's good. So uh Edison's doing some pretty great stuff. Now um what about Loki? Did anyone else read Loki number one? Yes. I did. Yes I did. Did you not like it? It's not that I didn't like it. Um, very different than yes. uh Karen Gillan. And it, that's that's not that's not my thing. Is it kid Loki? No. no. Well it's teenage Loki. Loki. It's teen- oh Hiddle- god it's, it's, it's he's got acne. Twink. Loki. It's oh, young Loki. Hiddleston Loki, basically. Yeah. Oh. I I knew that this book was going to be a lot of fan service. <laughs> I just did not realize that on page one, <laughs> you see a pretty much naked Loki in the shower singing. Yes. Not just singing anything, but hitting the neo, like, traditional Broadway standards. Show tune. Singing straight up the wizard and I. Yep. And I'm, I'm, and I love wicked. I'm not one of those like hating gays on, I love musicals. Right. And so I know that musical like the back of my hand and that first line, I'm like, you're shitting me. Right. You can't, you're shitting me. <laughs> and you know, I understand the difference between like making a joke and like pandering. Yes. And it, it was borderline pandering. I agree. As opposed to just like in, let me skip back. American Horror Story Coven. Uh-huh. Witches are mutants, are, yes. are gays. Yep. We get it. We get it. You persecution don't have is to, persecution. Yeah, you don't have to shove it down our throats. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm just like, hey, all the girls who like guys, who kind of look like they love guys, this is for you. Hey, it's, gay boys. It's who shoujo, love... shoujo, right? It's shoujo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yep. And not that I haven't been about like... Although, I will say after that first scene, it does go back into more of a traditional. It does. He's basically trying to get two things. One, he's trying to clear his record from the Avengers database, which supposedly then clears all of his bad deeds. And nobody know, you know, no one who doesn't already know would be able to find out about what he's done in the past. And he's trying to, quote unquote, save his brother from this terrible infection that he uses that new sword he got in the point one thing. Mm -hmm. The Graham, the Sigurds, you know, from the... Like the, the sword cycle. Yeah. Basically using this sword to purge Thor of this nasty controlling thing that had been messing with him. 
And, you know, he, he fights the Avengers and it's like little moments from the movie as far as like, you know, Hulk mm. smashing him and hit, hitting him or whatever. And he gets arrested and he breaks out, whatever. But then he goes back to the All Mothers, which still kind of amuses me that they call me All Mothers. But, mm. uh, and he, it was a mission for them. He's a secret right. agent for them. And he brings them the little virus thing in like a jar or some kind of thing, some kind of really shadow monster. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thanks. And he leaves and he's going off in his merry way. And what is that creature that they just revealed? Old Loki. And this is where it's like, okay, are we doing a new Loki is the protagonist because old Loki is now the villain? Or is this just all misdirection and it's something else? I, I'm hoping it's misdirection because we, I feel like Karen Gillett did it once. Yes. And in Journey to Mystery, and he did it well, yes. and he did it a second time, and nobody saw it fucking coming. Yes, and Young Avengers, and that was great. Yes, and I feel like I'm like retread, Greg Land, don't do this. Yep, I- I'm sorry, Alan Ewing, don't do this. Yeah. Ewing, don't do this. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's I'm gonna read it just because it is as far as queer comics goes in the big two. This is supposedly gonna be a, f- and we know from what we said earlier, it's gonna mm. be a very pandering or at least. Sort of got an eye towards the queer. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, I did read Miss Marvel. Thanks to Eric for finding me a copy. What? It was on like a back shelf somewhere. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? So, uh, it was fantastic. It was good. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. I I hated the teaser that they gave us. Was the point one? Oh yeah, true? when oh, she well. found the junk monster. Oh, and, and she's all stretchy and weird. I'm yeah, like, well, it, and this is like a very much an origin story, right? But what I didn't understand, and tell me if I missed something, is she an Inhuman? Is that yes. what that's from? Okay, that's yes. what she, that she's she's a uh, she's an Inhuman that gives her the abilities to shapeshift, and she probably has uh, other powers okay. too. Okay, but it's like it, it's very stylized. Um, I, but did anybody notice that it's pretty much the first episode of Static Shock? No. <laughs> oh no! You're not allowed to go to this party. You're no, stay away from those people. They're bad influences. I'm gonna go anyway. Click, 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 click. This isn't my scene. I need to go. Click, 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 click. What's this missed? I've got superpowers. I put a shock to your system. Static shock. <laughs> Well, Sa- hey, it worked once. It was really good. Static Shock will always be black lightning to me. He will never be Static Shock. No. So uh what's really cool about this book, and I'll say that I really did enjoy this part, is the insight into, I guess, uh, what country are they from? It's basically they're, they're Islamic. They're, yeah. they're of, that's their faith. And it doesn't just do the obvious stuff, but it actually shows quite a lot of different takes on that faith mm-hmm. from the son that's very devout. And where's the whatever to the the aunt or the cousin or something well, that has see, the headscarf? Here's, here's the thing: it's it's showing you the modern family of okay, so you know the brother has this like vaulted uh position in the family because he's the one who's supposed to take the reins. Uh-huh. You've got the the friend who's more traditional than she is. Uh-huh. Um, and her parents are like, why aren't you more like her? And she's just trying to do her own thing. Yep. But she's, you know, she's not disrespectful. She's no. just trying to find her way. She's, she's second generation. Like, it, right. it makes it feel like she's second generation. Yes. And I think in that, it's very authentic. I, oh, definitely. And I just, I love Marvel for really showcasing this. I mean, we saw that with the Green Lantern. Whatever happened to Boz? Simon Baz? Yeah. He's, 
somewhere. Yeah, I kind of lost him. There you know somewhere. what the thing is? He he would be in JLA, uh-huh. but they're focusing on that Star Girl, yeah, Martian, Martian Manhunter Man thing. Crap. So that's why they, he hasn't been around. I don't even remember what happened to him in Forever Evil. Like he's just well, he. I haven't seen him. I don't think since Trinity War. He yeah. helped in the battle of that, and then Kinda when Furby started, he, I haven't seen him Surprise. since. Surprise. But anyway, uh, so like they tried to do there, showcasing a family that had uh, Islamic roots. and mm. that, but This does it, I think, far more genuinely and very um, culturally respectful, but entertaining. Yeah. So highly recommend the arts. Beautiful, too. Uh, what else we got? All new invaders. Did I read this? I read it. Steve Pug. I can't say his Pug. name. Pug. <laughs> he actually did some really nice art. It, it to me it reminded me of Eagle Eaglesham a little bit. Um and it's basically the old Avengers or old Avengers, old invaders, the classic cast, but in a contemporary context they're like just reuniting and it feels so good. They're trying to fight the uh Cree. <laughs> I know it was terrible. The Cree have got some weapon they're trying to get, Namor's captured, blah blah blah. Anyway, it brings them all back together. So that's Cap, uh, Winter Soldier. Toro or not Toro? Is Namor. it no, no, the the um, the, the original, the original, Torch, yeah, not the the second the uh, android, whatever. Union Jack? Uh, no, no. but they have some weird. Def- what was the the little patriotic, like oh, that weird character and the throwaway character? Yeah, that they had it was kind of a knockoff of Captain America, but like Major Liberty. Yeah, something like that. It was pretty funny. Anyway, it's good. It, it's it's nothing. Like I I want to see where it goes. And they're going to Kree, evidently, to fight and rescue Namor. Eric, tell us how you feel. I don't care. You know? I really, I didn't ever care. I never liked the Invaders. I never liked the book. I, ne- I don't care about the Android. Uh-huh. You know, I they go care. back to it every couple of years. They'll do something. Every they'll, years they, they do. go back, but they, they don't either come up with a new name for him and stop calling the original Human Torch. Well, yeah. That's the thing. It's I, like it's that same, the original. It is. I've been in hiding because I have so much drum. You're a fucking robot. Well, I do like what they did. And aren't you the Vision? Exactly. Aren't you over here? <laughs> they're, they're bringing the original Vision back. Um, Wait, did they Tony Stark fix him? I thought no, so. No, 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 no. This is the Golden Age visit, uh, Vision. Oh, because that's the thing. It worked with X-Men. Everybody's dipping their hands in the pants and dragging you yeah, back. Avengers oh, totally geez. did. Jeez. They so just, did that in the just yeah. bend you over and go to town on that space time continuum. The, um, well, no, no, this is actually, I guess he's still around, but no, I like what Remender did with the original Human Torch with that whole, like, uh, all the different androids got together and had an alliance. Did you ever read that in Secret no. Avengers? That was really good. And that's the last thing he had been in. Anyway, it's, it's, I, I'm enjoying it. I'll stick with it. I'm just glad to see, uh, what's his name? The writer. Oh, I can't remember his name, but you know what I'm talking about. He wrote, uh, Earth 2 for a while and, Robinson. Robinson. Robinson thing. Yeah, I'm just glad to see he's enjoying what he's doing. All new X Factor. I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't. Oh, you don't? It reminds me of Aeon Flux, but not in a good way. I don't know. There's something because about of the it. Art style? That's the art style. The art style. Yeah. The writing. It's Peter David. It's Peter David. It's going to be fine. I just, I love Gambit. He's been always one of my favorite characters, but this version of him, I just don't think I like as much. And I don't like, I'm not a big Quicksilver fan. And same thing with Polaris. I don't know. Well, I, in, in upcoming, I finally got to read it because it came back up. Mm. Do they add the rest of the but, thing? But no, it, 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 it tells you why Quicksilver's there. Okay. It goes into a better feeling with Gambit. Okay. You know, so that was, I was like, okay, why? Yeah. You know, but I did like with the, the, where they're going with Peter okay. David's going to go with it. I mean, again, it's Peter David. He's a good writer. I'm interested and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, but. I, I think it's a cute book. I don't, I won't say it's my favorite, 
but it's one of those things where if you ever wanted to be one of those people, even though nobody did, who wanted to say, I've been reading X Factor for X amount of years, jump on now because there won't be another jumping on point ever again. But and Polaris, it'll be like 10 years later. Yeah, Polaris true. is fucking bat shit crazy. Well, she's always been a little crazy. She come on, is, come on. Wait, she is a fucking rocker. <laughs> so did anybody else read Origin 2? Yeah. Okay. Electric Boogaloo. No. Uh, I've only read the first issue, which was beautiful. Look what you started. Man. What? Electric Boogaloo. I love doing that. That's always fun. <laughs> so I didn't read the second issue, though. I mean, they going on with the story it's, it's, of... It's better. I liked it better than the first really? issue. Uh-huh. So it's and like what wilderness wolverine? Yeah, but it's not even really about wolverine. It's about it's about this time period where mutants are starting to show up. Okay. Like um Sinister mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. Um huh. it gives you the I don't want to give that away. But it gives you a uh, a couple more first meetings. Okay. And it feels like this is his first, was it Reavers? Marauders? Yeah. The, okay. Like his, the first generation. The proto mm-hmm. Marauders. And it, and it gives yeah. you, it's giving you, oh shit, like, it's giving you Deadwood. It's Ooh. like Marvel's yes. version of Deadwood Get right out. Now. Are you yep. serious? It, yeah. yeah it, in Wolverine the Wolverine as a focal point? He's not it's, really it's not the focal even. Point. Huh. It's He's just there. That's why it's called Origins, too. It's not Wolverine Origins, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just like a lot of these people and this place kind of like merging together. Coalescing. And yeah, and if now. anything, I would say Sinister's the gravity well, uh-huh. and things are kind of like turning around him, hmm. but I don't even think that like... He's going to be the, be the main focal point in the end. I think it's all of them. Interesting. So it's, it's really cool. And it's like only going to be a couple of issues. It's only oh, like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was limited either. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I will definitely check good. it out because I love Sinister. I kind of want to see what they're going to do with him in the future or her, you know, because they did yeah. that whole thing, you know. No, it's a him again. Yeah. It was him during the Gillen run. No, but then at the end of that, it made her, it made him a her. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wolverine. Let me just talk about Wolverine number one. And you could talk about it all by yourself. <laughs> I love Paul Cornell. I don't understand why. Could I, you explain it to me? I'm I not love, being facetious. I love his Doctor Who stuff. His Captain uh, Britain. His Captain Britain stuff was awesome. Was great, but and it ended at 12 issues, so it didn't have a chance to stick around. I loved sucked. his Lex Luthor run in action, action comics. Where he's Lex I love that. I don't know that I love, but it was okay. The Dark X Men thing he did during um, the Siege, remember yeah, that? that was him. It was okay. I, it was, it was okay. Uh, not bad. The art style I didn't like. Cause what's his name? But um, this I don't get. And honestly, the first arc with Alan Davis doing the art, and it was about the the killable stuff. You know, I I understood what he wanted to do in the end, but I feel like this now this relaunch, this new number one with Wolverine with a gun and armor. And, and claws that are part of the armor, and now he's a mercenary. It, it's, I just like, what? I, I, what? And it's so incongruous with everything else in the other books, where he's a school teacher and he's, you know, learning to be a little more like a mentor figure and less like a assassin. So there's a real disconnect there, and maybe that's the point. Maybe it's meant to really throw you completely out of what you expect. And they even talked about it. At the end of the last arc, he's like, the Wolverine is dead. Go he was, live the Wolverine. Well, he, yeah, I mean, basically, he, he said, he's like, I'm giving it all up because Sabretooth just kicked my ass and I'm now killable and I'm just, I need to just, I want to just walk away. And so you figure, okay, he's going to walk away, but he's going to go off and be a professor like he started the school and all that. 
No, he went other complete way. And they even addressed it in the issue. They're like, well, wait, didn't you say something like, oh, Wolverine? He's like, oh, I have a flair for the dramatic. What? I queen out every now and then, really? right, guys? Yeah. This is this is weird, and maybe again, maybe it's meant to be weird, but I was not a fan of this first issue. Just kill him, you yeah, know? Please, yeah. Well, Aaron, someday. our boss from the comic book store that Eric and I sometimes go to for <laughs> money, um, <laughs> very eloquently stated. <laughs> he. We were talking about, cause we've read She-Hulk number one, uh-huh. which is great. great. That's Charles Soule as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind of, I don't, I don't want to say it like this for all of its like negative connotations that it got towards the end, but it gives you a kind of like Ally McBeal, then Boston legal Ooh. sort of feel uh-huh. where it's funny, but there are serious elements to it. Right. Um, and then. You know what? It's it's Boston Legal, Adam McBeal, and the practice, um, okay. kind of rolled into one. And Judge Judy, no, Judge Amy, judging Amy, maybe. Oh, um, <laughs> now you're just throwing out law shows. L A law, L A law, L A law, La law. No, um, but he was saying that when you when you read that first issue, you can tell if you're going to like this series from that first issue because it introduces that character to you again. Yep. It doesn't introduce all these random people that you're going to have to know. Uh-huh. It just focuses on who Jessica is, Jennifer is. Yep. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go from here. Right. And we'll build from here. With Wolverine, there were a bunch of fucking people that I didn't know. Yep. Didn't know where they came from. He's going through, you know, like, oh, like, Black Widow showing me how to shoot a firearm. I'm like, You've been in like 80 wars. <laughs> Why would you need to know this? You've already, we know you know how to fire a gun. You he worked not, with the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, you know, you've got this like ablative armor. I'm just like, did you learn nothing from Batman in the nineties <laughs> when it was like nightfall? Uh-huh. Like this is to me, this screams nineties, like pitfall. Because it's it's not interesting. I don't care who these other characters are. Yep. You know, this just seems like a trope to tell a story as opposed to telling a story and and having some like telling the story and the story being the main driving force. Yeah. Instead of just saying, What if we take Wolverine's healing factor away, but put him in a in a suit of armor like Iron Man and making him nearly invincible. It's invincible Wolverine and it doesn't make sense. I, and I've said, I've read interviews with Paul Cornell and he's like, this is the middle of the arc. Killable is the first it. half. This is something and they're going to do something else. That's fine. But I, I, yeah, I'm just not liking where it's going. And, and as much as I like Stegman, I loved him on Superior Spider-Man. I don't think his art style is great on this at all. It looks weird. Mm-hmm. The only I'll give him is he draws a short Wolverine, which is always nice because he's supposed to be short, but you know, I, yeah, anyway, uh, Thor God of Thunder. I want to mention the one-off in between arcs issue. Oh, that was good. That was really Scabbage, good. Scabbage, the dragon from the sea. Yeah. Oh really my good. god! And uh, I forgot the guy's name. Pavat or something. The artist. Holy crap! Like out of nowhere, this crazy European style that looked just ridiculously detailed and yet kind of impressionistic. Mm. I oh my god I loved it the whole thing was fantastic if so Eric was actually Thor in the nineties shut up why <laughs> oh you had platinum blonde hair well are there photos I uh, uh I did love it anyway um, um in the next story arc 
is yeah. really oh. like the first issue is really is good it for oh, that. of course so look forward to that Jason Aaron's amazing and oh it's, is this the one with old King Thor fighting Galactus yes okay yes they, yeah they, because they, by the time this comes out yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's known that that's sort of the mm-hmm. part of the idea. So Galactus will be ending up back in the six one six. This is old King Thor. Yeah, this is thousands of thousands yeah. of years ago. So yes, After eventually, Earth has died. and like they're gonna get rid of Galactus, and yeah, you know he's gonna come back. Well, yeah, the universe. But, okay, they haven't yet, uh, as far as I know. So uh, Cataclysm's still going. So. Did anybody read yeah. the X Force? Ca- pa- what the fuck was the thing? It was the merging of the two. It was the two like miniseries. No. Okay. Other than some some very nice uh, Ramon Perez covers. What they were nice. Engage it all. Shut up, Brian. I love Ramon. <laughs> ah, Brian. I love his art, but they were nice covers. Anyway, other than that, if you're a fan of the '90s and you like Strife, or actually probably late '90s, Hope. Was it and hope is is strife hope both no 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 so this is this is strife strife normal strife like from some point in the future whatever and he's trying to corrupt hope into killing bishop so they finally 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 have kind of resolved the whole cable versus bishop versus hope and so they're all involved both X Force teams come to bear they fight strife they win yada 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 hope's fine bishop's fine nobody dies bishop's not crazy anymore uh. Less so. still alive. Wait yeah. a minute. Still alive. No, continue. I'm sorry, Brian. Um, they they don't really explain how they've cleared the deck as far as these X Force teams because I have read the first couple pages of the new X Force, and it's like jump ahead however many weeks or months or something because yeah. it's a whole different team. I think the only carryovers are Phantom X, who is barely in uh, Uncanny X Force really now. Or at the end, and then Psylocke, and then it's and Marrow. Well, Marrow's new. Yeah. Well, not new, but yeah, well, no, 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 not new, new character, yeah. but she hadn't been in either. And all the other characters that were in the other books are gone. Like I want to know where's class. Is going. Well, right, I do too, because I mean, those are pretty big. I want characters. back on the X Men where he belongs. Well, yeah, he's gonna go draw some stuff in a box and be miserable and hate or, himself. Yeah. So anyway, that's what he does. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed the little crossover. That was fine, but I, you know, I'm Vendetta. Vendetta, thank you. Um, and I love Strife. I'm a sucker for Cable and Strife stuff, so that worked for me. Finally, X Men: The Return of oh, Pat that O'Rourke. Damn clone! <laughs> that so, damn clone! I have not. I'll be honest. I have not been a big fan of Brian Woods X Men. It's kind of my what? least favorite of the group of yeah, the titles. Okay. Other than maybe Uncanny X Force being a close second, I I just don't know enough or remember enough about Sublime and then his sister and Archaea, all that stuff is just like what. But um, Sublime was a Grant Morrison. Yeah, it was creation. no, it was. But they're bringing him back, and now he's not a villain, but he's, his sister is, and it's this whole thing. And they're bringing all these old X Men female villains together. The Sisterhood back then, when Fraction created the Sisterhood. Yes. So we got Deathstrike. Who's actually some Mexican drug lord woman? Anna Cortez. Cortez. Anna Cortez. And then she, al- she also, oh, Typhoid Mary. And who's Archaea? Who did she possess? She's Arma? possessing random people left. Yeah. And, so and, that's, an, and Enchantress is there. And Enchantress, Enchantress for yeah. uh, whatever weird reason. Because that's not really an X Men villain, really. But, nah. yeah. yeah. And so they're bringing Madeline Pryor. Yeah, they do. 
Pat and I were talking about it. They're doing, you know, like everybody's having these moments. Then there's a big splash page. Itty bitty word bubble. Madeline Bryant, Celine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and yeah. the Black Queen, the Selena Gomez. Black Queen, the original yeah. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it by like a big slime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like Brian Wood as a writer, and I really enjoyed what he did with Ultimate X Men. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really smart, even if it was. Kind of the similar ideas that everybody goes through. Um, I know you're not necessarily a fan, Eric, but like they I've... depicted me as a batshit crazy woman. Okay, yeah, power hungry. Well, um, yeah, but <laughs> the shoe, if the shoe fits, honey. And, and you know, I I will admit that I think what kind of doesn't work for some people is that his first story arc was only three issues. Mm-hmm. He did a one shot, and then it jumped straight into Battle of the Atom. And then after Battle of the Atom, he got to start his story arc again. Yeah. Right. That didn't I love the first, the, the subline. I love that, the yeah. first two. But then, yeah, like Coral said, then it goes into. It, yeah, I, I agree. I think he was a victim of the, of the timing of the crossover. And he's, and like, he's bringing back, like, like, I don't, Sabra or Sabra? Like, when he the was Israelis. doing X-Men. Hummus? Remember that old book? Like, not old book, but the, before X-Men stopped, when Storm was, going like jet setting with a bunch of other people and she was working with Sabra and they kind of gave you that lesbian feel and Hummus. Pixie was on the team. No, not Hummus. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. But it is delicious. That's, it is. Like they're bring he's bringing back those characters and I I see where it's kind of going, but I think it's still uh, an interesting book. I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, it's got the X-Men that I like on it's all going to continue. It's got so many characters though. Good and bad. And then, like, I, it loses track on ones that I really want, like Jubilee. Like, I thought Jubilee and the Sh- Shogo, is that his name? Shogo, Like, yeah. that was a really cool story, and I liked those first three or four issues that dealt with that. And even especially the one where it was just, like, Wolverine and her going off mm. and, like, checking out apartments or whatever. Like, that was good. I really enjoyed that. But now there's just so many people on the team. It's just, it's kind of... The, the next issue I, that I read, like, it'll start to... Focus? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good, and I, I'm and not going to drop it, because it, it is good, and I like supporting the fact there's a all, relatively all women X-Men team. Mm-hmm. So um I have a question. Yes. So when is the Dan Slot Silver Surfer book going to start? Soon. March um, or April? April. Oh, is it that mm. far out? Cuz they just had that preview. The previous so the previous 3 months. I am very excited yeah. about that cuz it looks the all red art looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see gorgeous. kind of his trippy sort of take on it. That was some of the best stuff with Silver Surfer is like the 90s run when everybody stopped reading it and they just kind of said, "All right, fuck it. Now we're just going to do the weirdest shit we can we can well, come up with." That's what Starlin did back before that even yeah. before the relaunch. I mean, when they the, when they Stan initially proposed stuff. the idea of the Infinity Gems, it was like the elders of the universe and all this bizarre are like you read the first like 20 or 30 issues of the silver surfer volume three in the 90s and the late 80s it's weird yeah and uh i uh i I, silly i would like to see that but he's doing more of the the human touch with that one chick that rides around with them who is she do we know her new character yeah she's a new character she's just okay so she's new brand i never really i know when he gets stars well the super the the silver surfer doesn't normally do this so this is kind of a different sort of thing that he he'll he'll go to earth and like spend time among humanity and befriend people they did that with i think greg pack like a couple years ago but this is like he's taking this chick out in the stars well i like and the way he argues with the board and stuff like that he has a relationship with interesting yeah i don't know so uh, I'm excited about that and all the other number ones, uh, the new X Force. Um, I think there's a I couple read it. more. 
The art style is interesting. It's, it's yeah, it's a a new like Korean artist. It's very very identifiable. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it, I actually like the cable look a lot better than the one he had in um, Cable and X Force. But uh, before we wrap things up, there are a few indie books. We... No, let's talk about the last thing we need to talk about, Marvel. Oh, oh okay, what? I'm still dead. Oh. I'm still. I did want to put this on there. I'm glad you brought it up. Uncanny X-Force is batch, or Uncanny Avengers is batshit crazy. And I don't think they're going to reboot stuff anytime soon. It seems like they're going, they're going straight into planet X. They're going, and I'm going to lose my shit. By the end of it, you're not going to be dead forever. But you know what? It's, they just brought you back. I I know, I know. But this is, this is, I think that's what I I don't like. I understand that you're telling a a story and you want it to be organic and you want the stakes to be high. Right. However, this character just got brought back. You know, like, and I know that, yeah, I I know that, I know that, like, her fan base isn't massive. Right. And I know, if anything, she'll be back before Avengers. Probably. But maybe even before the X-Men movie. But, you know, I don't like the way that I feel as if he's mistreating like certain characters. Like, I feel like he's just like, Oh, you know, like I made you to be this like kind of sex pot, kind of like woman who just clings to power. Um, and then when she tries to do something good, she gets stabbed and you just leave her in the, in the goddamn dirt. At least Thor closed your eyes. That's oh, so, that was nice I was just like, this is bullshit. I, I, I like they're giving Remender runway and they're giving him a lot, like kind of like Hickman. Like they're letting him tell a lot. I mean, Captain America went what, 11 issues or something? Nine, 10? Yeah. Of that freaking Dimension Z thing. And no, I get it. So, I mean, Uncanny X-Force, or I keep saying it because he used to write that. Uncanny Avengers is going to be like that. I'm sure it's going to no, get I to know. a point and they'll, It'll all be brought I'm back. So mad. I love they're calling it Planet X though for many reasons. Mm. You know, but um and then um there's one more Marvel book that you made me think of. The crazy shit going on in Avengers. They used Avengers to read in the or Hickman. Avengers World. And well, Avengers and New Avengers more so, the Hickman stuff. Oh, okay. Although I know New Avengers I'm still really digging. What the hell? They just keep jumping to different alternate universes and showing the same kind of thing. Yeah, because he's he's tying back to that Fantastic Four bridge thing. Yeah. It's but, crazy. Doctor Strange just oh he's brokering a dude, deal with that was, higher beings. That was a big fucking deal. He basically sold his all of what no he sold hundred percent hundred percent of his, soul of his power. Soul. Yeah, again. so he can so he can stop mm-hmm. these incursions from happening. But uh, yeah, so again, it, well, it's so good shit already. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, indie books. Which ones? Indie books. So uh, I have really been thrilled to uh, read the second issue of burn the orphanage i don't know if anybody else has seen that remember the first one was kind of like a throwback to like street fighter mm-hmm. and it had the gay bear character who was kicking ass and like the buddy of the main the, uh, main guy second issue came out and they basically do a mortal Kombat story so uh if you enjoy yeah i'll have to give you this issue it's if you enjoy um issue three is tekken who knows <laughs> but issue i mean four he, is killer instincts it's, it's a three it's he's doing a, a series like paying homage to old like 90s and you know older era video games so it's intentionally like heavy-handedly sort did of did you see that that, so. that orphanage attacked me um so anyway it's really good um and uh one of my friends uh jeremy uh the guy who did my little comic that we had in the a comic yeah book, he did some pinup art for for the thing oh cool 
Um, Black Science, uh, Rick Remender. So these are both Rick Remender books now, these next two. Black Science is getting even better because mm-hmm. it's like freaking lost in space, but in dimensions. It's sliders. Whole... It's, it's a fucked up slider. It's a really <laughs> fucked up sliders. And I love it. They got I both O'Connell's. Sliders. I, you know what? I have a soft spot for, for the, the younger O'Connell. Do you? Oh, the one who was on The Bachelor? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Which saddens me. I'm just like, didn't need to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the art's amazing. The art's gorgeous. I forgot who the artist is, which is unfortunate because it's really good. But, uh, and Deadly Class. Did you like the Deadly Class? I love Deadly mm-hmm. Class. That I thought great. this is like totally like an X-Men sort of like, you know, oh, come with us. We'll train you in mm-hmm. your superpowers and all that. But it's fucking underground, what, San Francisco? Yeah. In the mid eighties or late mid eighties. And it's this Assassin's Guild. It's like, what? It's, it's, so it's like Wanted. Like Wanted slash X-Men. Okay. I didn't think about the slash, Wanted element. Not pretty and pink, but it's very much the Breakfast Club. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when, a, when, when Assassins get put in a, a study hall or a after school detention? Battle Royale. Nice. Of course. And have you been, have you been keeping up a profit? No, I'm going to have to borrow all of them. Dude, it's, I mean, it's, and it, it hasn't gone anywhere. This is the only thing that frustrates me about profit. Art's awesome. Story's trippy as hell. It just slowly inches the story forward. Yeah. And then it'll do something major, like kill off one of the major John Prophets. And you're like, oh, that guy. I loved him. But, and then it's still nothing resolved. Yeah. It's just, it's, I love it, but I hate it. And it frustrates me. Mm-hmm. So there are a few other indie books that I forgot about, but I, those are the ones that stood out to me. Did any of you? I got them? something to say. So I'm going to see Cher in May, and now I just found out Cindy Lauper is going to be there too. I hate you so much. <laughs> this is the opening act. I don't know, but I'm really excited now. So I just want to rub that in. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm going to Sorry, see girl. Uh, Christina Perry with Pat. That's exciting. Who? Who is Christina that? Perry? Jar of Hearts. Huh? Jar of Hearts. Uh, a thousand years. The what's that terrible? Uh, Breaking Dawn. Twilight. She did like the very famous thing from that and piano player. You're selling it very well. I don't know. Wow, really- can't wait. That trumps my share any day. She, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. She is a very a good up and coming singer songwriter. The Twilight thing is unfortunate, but I'm sure she made a lot of money. Um, um she's really good. I'm going to see Weezer when they come to Mardi Gras. Oh. And I'm going to see Foreigner. Ooh. Oh, God. I'm so excited to see Ford. Girl, you wear your foreigner to rem- belt. To remember your B-52's experience. Well, You're ready Whitney's for the dead. wigs. Whitney's dead, so I'll be okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the day that I was like, the universe just can't take nothing else from me. So Weezer's playing. Oh, I'd love to see Weezer. But anyway, that's all I got. I guess we're no, no more indie books. Nothing. I mean. Oh, I just finished Stranger Tractors from Charles Soule. That's an indie book. Fantastic. Um, love letter. That was to, very good. Love letter to New York City and uh, Chaos Theory. The whole okay. mathematician, that whole thing that he, oh, it's just so fantastic. Very, and it just started twenty seven. I need. I to really read that. like twenty seven. I, that, that I mean, being a musician and uh, that sounds like a book I'd really dig. So, uh, I guess any that's other it. indie books? I feel like we're missing out on something major. I mean, I know a lot's going to be coming soon with all the image stuff that's coming out, but no, Hinterkind's still okay. Pretty I'm reading it. Confusing, but I like it. Volume three of Peter Panzerfaust is coming out. That's gonna be good. Lock and Key's still over. Yeah, Lock and Key's still over. They finished Fables up yet? 
No, Fables still has like a little over a, a couple year. Of year. Yeah, like two years. It's oh, 150 issues. We're only on 138, issue. 139. Yeah. Fables has been good and good. It, it made me laugh the has last. Any, have either of you played the Fables game? No. no. Melody yeah. has. I'm I've been curious. watching Melody play it. Yeah, seem good. Yeah, it's Telltale, right? Telltale games, and they're about. I think they just released issue or episode two. Yeah, because it's the usual Telltale structure of like multi episode. Yep. For the whole season, I played the uh, Penny Arcade one like that. It was an it was an RPG, wasn't it? No, nah, it was like point and click adventure. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anything else before we go? Anything Anything that we want to share as way of making us happy or plugging things? We already kind are of we stealing? Are we just straight up oh, stealing? Of course, come on. Um. Okay, so what's making me happy? And back to you, John. (laughs) (laughs) A single tear rolls down Oral's cheek. Yeah. I got nothing. nothing. (laughs) You know what makes me happy? What? My new car. Yeah, your new car. Well, as we bring this episode to a screeching halt, uh, thank you for listening. Find us on flameonshow.com. At Flame On Podcast, both of which will have, oh, and, and Facebook slash Flame On Show, both of which will have lots of content and has been getting lots of good content. So like us, friend us, follow us, whatever us, I don't care. Oh, I got a write-in topic. Well, you know, cause everybody's got their own stuff. Eric has uh-huh. bath time. Oral's got drag is the new spandex. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. If anybody wants to suggest a good, uh, oh. What a good topic is that somebody, a straight man, can do to access the gay lifestyle. Not in that way. Um, I guess we're taking you to the club. <laughs> you were trying to. I propose you set up a grinder profile. Whoa! Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, Jump in the deep it. end. Just, oh, God. Just, and this, I've seen people do this. Actually, a friend of ours, Danny Garcia, does this sometimes. Make a fake one that is hilarious. Or use some kind of superhero. And write like a really funny profile and just see what the reactions you get. In fact, share the reactions you get with us on our show. Do there it. There we go. Do it. Do uh, it. And yeah, tell Melody it. that I'll, I'll, it'll be fine. You're not gonna, you're not, <laughs> gonna, not gonna, put you're gonna cheat on her with other guys or anything. Contact crazy. information, yeah, yeah, yeah. contact. That might be fun. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about the letter. Um, at flameonshow.com, all of us have emails. Check us out. Email us. Let us know you're listening. We love hearing from you. And on that note. Flame Off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.